0: Oh my god, okay, this good. is what I do to podcast. It's me.
1: What? <laughs> Make
0: it five hours long. They
1: call the call a denominator.
2: Is it what is what is it oh that they say? God. Like, like if if you meet someone and they're like, everyone I know, like this person was an asshole, this person was an asshole, every like this per like every story that they tell involves the other person being an asshole, and then you're like, It's actually you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not calling you an asshole. Yeah. But-
0: well, yeah, no, I get what <laughs> you mean
2: no no this was um this was actually like good uh i i hope i don't know i didn't actually listen to our show but in theory (laughs) someone might like it welcome back everybody um we are continuing our discussion um, of season four, so we're going to start in on episode uh, 11, um, which is sort of the bunker slash uh, Jasper episode. Oh, and and Raven. No, we got we got some good stuff for for everyone, I guess. Um, I like
1: how Joe how the only comment that you you highlighted for this episode was Raven's ice bath.
2: <laughs> oh, like the, I got the only thing you considered
1: nights. worthy of mentioning was. Ravens. Cryogenic shit, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, no, we have a, we have plenty of other stuff to discuss. I guess you barely took any notes, so I like how you're calling me out on shit. Um, <laughs> we have a yay Sinclair, which to be fair, there should be a yay. Sinc- oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we have all caps from Selena. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so let's talk about sort of the beginning of the episode because I feel like that sort of is a very meaty, meaty portion. Um, where we have jaha and and bellamy and clark sort of and bellamy blames jaha initially um for you know stealing him down into the bunker and he you know was like oh no we were also going to get octavia too and kane like don't think that we were like don't think we were heartless don't think you were special (laughs) right well and just kind of like no we you know this is shady but we totally had a plan like you know we didn't mean to leave your sister up there. We were going to fuck over everyone. Like, sorry, we couldn't get her. Yeah. Um, But then it turns out that, you know, it was Clark's plan. And do we think that Bellamy was truly surprised? Like
0: I, I just, yeah, I think so because he'd been so wrapped up in Octavia fighting and winning. And he had so much genuine faith in Octavia's ability that the idea that Clark didn't share that faith in Octavia, I think really caught him off guard, like beyond even just like them cheating.
1: Regardless of whether Bellamy was surprised or not, is this a Clark thing to do?
2: Yeah. I mean, are we surprised by this as Clark doing it? Like,
1: I I was a little bit. I'm not sure this is a Clark thing to do.
0: I feel like that's a very big question. And I, I think it kind of goes into what we were talking about in Dial Dimarily that that ending, when I first watched it, I, I was so mad because I was like, this is not, like, this makes no sense. They mm-hmm. spend a whole season telling us Clark had transcended tribalism. And then she goes and does a thing that I could not in any way construe as not being a desperate desire to save her own people and herself, you know? Um, but I think. First of all, the thing with Luna not to like not to basically continue with the discussion we just had no, for no, for it, hours. But um but I think the thing that it wasn't clicking with me how much of a threat Clark genuinely believed that Luna was, because I didn't think Luna was was a serious threat.
2: Like to win but or that anyone would to win. Obey yeah, it.
0: like 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 the fact that Clark's entire reasoning was based on the fact that with the moment Luna came in and started beating people in the conclave, like she said, Clark said, like by the time they closed the bunker, only like four or five people were left. And Clark apparently was so sure that Luna was going to win and that nobody would get to go into the bunker. And that was but, what prompted her to, to do this desperate well, four thing. And I think people had been left.
1: Do
2: we think, but that, I, but I think
0: if well like, I think that if we accept that she believed that, then her actions make sense. And no. I think we're meant to accept that she believed that.
2: But no, I just mean like if Luna had won, would they oh, would right. would everyone literally have just been like, well,
0: rules are <laughs> rules, I guess we all die. Yeah. Like
1: Yeah. That's, I, I think th- the I grounders would too.
0: have. I, th- I think they would have I think they would have accepted that as much as, as they would have accepted any one clan thinking it for themselves. You know, and I think that's what I actually really liked about the conclave is that in their <sighs> in their mind it was fair. It was law. Like, well like, that's yeah, the
1: thing. Was, that's that mm-hmm. kind of gets into my will actually. Because, like, not really. Because they, this is not what the religion says. This is not the tradition. This is a completely made-up conclave. Um, they already adapted the religion to accept even this. I don't understand why they accept the authority of this and they think that it's binding. I mean, these uh, these aren't trained, you know, night blood novitiate toddlers um, that they're supposed to be. They're not. Their purpose is not to be. They're not so trying to be commander. They're not being chosen by the flame. They're not gonna take the flame. The Sky Crew was included. That's not even allowed. That's not a thing. And so that's not a thing. So this is a whole thing is made up, but the the Flame Keppa, they were still acting like this is a sacred thing. And even Kane was banking on it being considered sacred and honored. Yeah. And Clark was thinking that if, you know, why would anyone care? Like, they would be like, all right, well, uh, we're not going to do that. I guess we'll go back to fighting or, I don't know, have another conclave. <laughs> I
0: think that, I don't necessarily think that once, if Luna had won and all those people had been like, uh, I, I mean, I think, I I don't think in actuality mm-hmm. they would have allowed her to take it for themselves. But I think that Clark believed it, you know, and I think that Kane believed it. And I think Clark's experiences with the grounders had taught her that, you know, these kinds of, of, of conclaves, like, like grounders honor those conclaves. We saw it as well when, when Lexa was challenged by Naya, you know, like Mm -hmm. we've seen these kinds of, of, of fights be used to settle these kinds of things before. Um, and I think that, um, I think that her experiences in the last episode with, uh, you know, trying to become a nightblood and, and being turned down and yeah. having the ambassadors decide on all this and the sanctity of, of them coming to this conclusion and deciding to use the conclave for this purpose gave her enough uh, conviction that they couldn't take the chance. I guess, yeah, I guess, and like, you know what I think too. Oh, sorry, no, no, please, please. <laughs> one, one last thing was was that I think too, as well, is that it says a lot about the grounders that they made sure that every single clan had someone in the conclave. I think that in some ways, the Nightblood selection process before Alexa, we have to assume that whoever became commander, the clan they were affiliated with was the leading clan. Because they, they, you know, there was only Lexa that that's united the That's a question the that Wars. I always
1: had. Was mm-hmm. this... A, the, un, un, in some ways, this seems like a very Tree Crew-influenced culture. Like, all mm-hmm. 12 clans seem to be a little bit under Tree crew influence. Um But it's not clear to what extent that's because the last commander was Tree Crew and to what extent it's just the way the culture is. And whether, like is yep. the the call the the clan that um becomes that the the, the, the night blood comes from the next commander comes from does that clan get any sort of like superior status or something well yeah
0: cuz that's that's why naya have more night bloods well that's that's why naya wanted um what's her face antari to be in the night blood because then then naya controlled polis and then she controlled all grounders
2: but could that have just been Asgata's shadiness like in theory i almost feel sure. like <laughs> like you know lexa tried to be somewhat impartial like but definitely like had an affinity for tree crew but like naya and antari were just like gonna be straight up corrupt
0: yeah, yeah, but they would have yeah. that power, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I feel like this this conclave was an extension of that. They were saying, okay, well, there's no Nightblood to fight, but all the clans, like whichever clan wins, and we're gonna pick, we're gonna have all 13 clans, even the ones that from very far away that had to be called here. It wasn't just like, okay, we're gonna have a quick conclave. Whoever happens <laughs> to be in the capital get to take part. Yeah, they what's made with sure the travel time?
2: I have a lot of questions yeah. about that. Like, there's <laughs> That's definitely- <another> question, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so was everyone there? How did they know? Like, how did, like, mm. the desert clan, who I'm presuming are, like, in Arizona, like, you know, across <laughs> the United States? Like, how did they get, I, you know, there's a lot I of... I mean, the
1: timing, time constraints on this show are kind of
2: hand-waving. inconsistent
1: anyway. Yeah. Like, the they've gone to the island lots of times. And the first time anyone went to the island, remember, that was Jaha's journey.
2: And it took, like months but he you know it was the whole J- moses thing. jaha
1: and murphy they, it took the whole season and then the next time uh, um what's her name Emory was like uh, there's another way actually and you know we go around the desert and then ever since um ever since then it's just getting shorter and shorter they're like well let's hop over to the <laughs> island and uh and yeah. get, raven, <laughs> get on the jet the- skis.
2: Maybe grab a couple of beers. Like whatevs. <laughs> it's chill. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like in terms of in terms of I, I I find it interesting that with this episode and then the next episode we kind of have Jaha Jahaing a bit. Um. You know, first with uh. You know, calling the guards and you know saying that you know all this was Clark's idea or whatever. But like whatever, Jaha is still sort of involved, and then we'll see him. Um. You know, super fucking involved in in the Chosen. Um, I forgot where I was going with this whole thing.
1: Has Balls. Ja changed? Is that where you're going with this? I think
2: so. I think that's a fair question. Sure. I was definitely going there with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, like, has he changed ever, and has he changed since before the City of Light?
0: I mean... Has he? I think – yeah, I think, I think so. I definitely think so. As the president as the, the Jaha, Jaha stand, stand? Yeah. of the fandom. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's like three of us. <laughs> do you guys have like We meetings? have a club.
2: Do you guys put on yes, like little fake meeting. goatees? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we do. And we say from the ashes we will rise to each other. Oh, man, um, that's tight. Yeah. No um, – what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it has been so incredibly interesting to see Jaha, and obviously we will talk more about this in the shows, so I don't want to spend too much time on it here, but to see him sort of zero in on what he believes his purpose is, which in a way, yeah, we already did see that in season two. You're absolutely right. The the City of Light kind of set him back a little bit, but I think we're seeing it even more here that he is so sure that he is the chosen one. You know, he is the Jesus. He is the Moses. He is the person who is going to save his people. And he has zeroed in on his people being his family. You know, he 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 believes, unlike Bellamy, who is understands that his actions have consequences. Unlike unlike Cain, who understands that he's done things. Unlike uh, Abby, as, especially, mm-hmm. is questioning the decision she's made and what that does to her humanity. Jaha has been able to set his own humanity inside and say, I have this mission, quote-unquote God-given mission that he believes he has. And I think when you see him here, he has reached a place where he's, he's both more and less fanatical about it at the same time. He's definitely fanatical, but he's also reached a place where he has found a kind of... He's hes so s- fanatical that he's gone into like this serene place where he really believes he's a good person, you know? And he really believes that he's doing the right thing. And I think to some extent, you might argue he is. If you believe that Sky Crew is better than everyone else and better equipped to handle the bunker and 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 sweeter and more innocent and blah, 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 blah. If you're able to construct Sky Crew as, as one us and, and the grounders as one them... Then his perspective makes sense. The problem is that every other character has has been able to expand past
2: their tribalism. that perspective. I mean, for yeah. what right. he does, <laughs> like, I almost feel like in the way that he has changed, he has actually gotten better at what he does. Yeah. Um, like, if-
0: He's if, peak Jaha. Yeah, yeah, like, what his goal <laughs> is, he's really good at it. Like his goal is to be sky crew like everything he does mm-hmm. is for sky crew and he does he's really yeah like you're saying he is very good for sky crew and he's
2: he's left a lot of his crazy like he doesn't seem crazy mm-hmm. anymore either and you're like fuck no <laughs> yeah anyway sorry. What,
1: what has changed though it's everything you said it sounded like it's always been true
0: well, no, he always I, I thought, thought he's is, the
1: chosen mm-hmm. one. He always he always thought he's the Jesus and the Moses. He's crossed the desert and you know, he had the twelve stations and then he crossed the desert.
0: I think he has he has come to believe in his own like that what he does is good. Like I think when he was on the ark, he was so burdened down by the decisions he felt like he had to make. And so I he's more now,
1: arrogant now, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's no,
0: he's he's not arrogant. He's more um, in like he he loves his people in a way that he did. Like it's I it's it's. I feel like he's more. Um, he's a believer in focused. what he's he's belie- Yeah, he's a fervent believer. Whereas I feel like on the Ark, I think he felt like he did what he had to do, and now. I don't even think that he
2: he's unburdened now. Like,
0: it's not a burden. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, like he's kind of um, like because you know he he felt sort of he felt conflict and it feels right. Yeah, yeah. And now he doesn't feel any. Fu- he is absolved of all of his guilt. I feel like like he, yeah. he like and the city right. reborn. Like, like he was reborn and well, he doesn't have yeah. guilt anymore.
0: And but in, in asking when he's changed, I think you're absolutely right. Now there's a there's a consistency to Jaha. Mm-hmm. He has always done what he believes is best for his people. And that has not changed.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I said more arrogant. Cause like now he, he doesn't even feel like, like Abby said, she said like, I hate yeah. myself for it. She is still the Abby uh, that she was, you know, from
0: mm-hmm. season
1: one where she said, you know, I always worry that we go too far with these choices and we don't deserve to, to survive. So mm-hmm. she still she does it, but she hates herself for it. and Jaha just seems completely undisturbed. And that, yeah
0: I think we sorry, never got
1: to hear even what he feels like what he feels about the city of light and whether he mm-hmm, thinks mm-hmm. you know that was a good idea but went it went the wrong way or it was a bad idea or uh, does he yeah. feel guilty? Does he feel he like well I was under well, Ali's I control? Think-
0: I I do agree. I wish I wish we had gotten some insight into that, like his his mind frame during the City of Light, because everyone just thought, oh yeah, that makes sense. Total Jaha, this <laughs> is crazy now. But I, but I do think what I will say in the way that he I feel like his he has changed over the season is that I feel like in season one he did what he did out of a very heavy sort of sense of of duty and responsibility. In season two, he did what he did out of desperation. In season three, he was chipped. And in season four, I feel like he did what he did out of love for his people. Like I feel like maybe if he has changed, it is in his, in his, um, in the the emotion and the weight he puts behind the decisions he makes. Hmm. I and that might be wrong. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> but I, I really
2: feel that that's what has changed. No, I, I can totally, yeah, because he sort of had this. It's almost like for the lengths that he needed to go through in order to do the things that he did in the earlier seasons. He kind of had to put these sort of like reasonings behind it. um, Mm. Like sort of buy into his own bullshit, which kind of in a lot of
0: ways. Convince himself of his own bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: where he's like, I'm going to trek through the desert because I believe in this thing. And, you know.
0: I have to believe. Exactly. Because what is my life? What is my life? What What do all these horrible decisions that I made? What what was it all worth if I'm not the chosen one? I have to do this. I have to find the city of light. There's no alternative because I can't accept the fact that I'm wrong. Now he knows he's right. Yeah. He knows that his people are the best. He loves his people. He loves them so much. And he believes and in Sky their Crew their so much. Right. That he cannot imagine an alternative. And he cannot imagine that Clark or Abby or Kane or anyone else who is Sky Crew would not Love them as fiercely as he does, and do be willing to do the things that he is willing to do for them. Which I think. Speaking of, yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Please.
1: Um, I was kind of going to change the subject.
0: No, no, go on. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I was going to say. Speaking of his people being the best, um, there is this other argument that Clark makes. One, one is what if Luna wins? The other one is like, look. Really, realistically, only Sky Crew can run this shit.
2: I mean, that's a really fair point, and like, I kind of agree with it.
1: Yeah, what about that? That that should be addressed. Like, yeah, it's
0: interesting. I've I've seen this brought up a lot. I don't agree with. I I see the point, but I also think you know you kind of have a mini version of this in terms the of spa- of Sky. Of what are they called? No, what are they called? Um, space Crew. Mm-hmm. Going up into space and having like, oh, well, two of technology. them are grounders. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, like, like it's, it's not that grounders are stupid. You know, it's not like they're actually no. inferior to Sky Crew. If there are a hundred Sky Crew, they can teach the rest of them how to do it. No,
2: I totally see that, though, from the perspective of uh, your Sky Crew that's being told that they have to be killed. Like, they're like, we...
0: I can see it from their perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, yeah.
2: But that said, like, you take that one step further and suddenly the list makes a lot of sense. Because it's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. if those are the groups that... if, If we're not saying that Sky Crew is superior because of the knowledge that they have, like, that they could teach Grounders, we still need to make sure that the Sky Crew that we save does have the knowledge because otherwise right, exactly. then there's no fucking point to it exactly, with that point yeah. though what the fuck is up with Abby? I'm sorry like the, like <laughs> I get that you feel guilty and all of that sort of stuff but she's like you know I don't deserve to live whatever you're the senior so I get mad about this every time Abby like talks about mm. like sacrificing herself and I'm like you are too important you are too important
0: yeah I mean I love how we're just talking about the chosen by- the- <laughs> <laughs> god damn
2: it sorry Whatever we're talking about bunker shit, and then we'll then we'll get to to science <laughs> island. We'll just we'll do this in a weird order. It's fine.
1: But um, but didn't you just sort of undermine that argument? Like, if sky crew is not that important because you can just learn it quickly, um, then you know have- people can learn to be doctors. Then not. I quickly. would kind of question that premise. I I think that the space crew stuff is weird too. I was. When I was watching but the
2: episode, actually. But they have to have someone actually, to teach them. That You have to have someone to teach you. And, like, you should have a spare doctor. Like, that's an important enough position that you wouldn't just be like, you know, I we only need one. Like, I mean,
1: there's Jackson.
2: I know. And I'm saying, like, what if something happened to Jackson? What if Jackson oh, had a heart attack? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your Max and dreams. But think of all the wound tending. <laughs> Jackson would be fine. He would just be, like, out of commish for a bit. And, you know, he and Miller can... Whatever. (laughs) Sorry, continue, Shaheen.
1: Oh, I I was just questioning that the grounders can adapt so quickly and learn technology. Like, I'm not sure they could. Um, Like, the space crew thing was weird, too. I was was watching Amori and Echo being in the the science lab, in Becca's lab. It's just weird. It's like, what do they think is happening? Like, they should be freaking out.
2: They should be a Um, little bit more freaked out and curious than they are. Maybe not a worry, yeah. but
0: like Echo for sure. I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this?" I think she was. She just wasn't. She just would never She'd show. She was there was a weakness to not know. Yeah,
1: because yeah, especially because they hated technology. Like they thought technology was evil. They always thought technology was evil. Uh, ever since Mount Weather and, you know, before the Sky Crew came down. And then when the Sky Crew came, it got even worse. You know, the stereotype kind of got confirmed and then the City of Light made it even worse. So they they just hate all, all things technology. And, mm. like, Indra had a hard time picking up a gun for a while. Yeah, but Remember? now she
2: does not give there up. There was that,
1: one episode. <laughs> no, yeah, that it, one episode. Yeah, that one episode where she did it. And we we're like, oh, shit, it's happening. <laughs> you know, Pike was like, Indra, the gun, please um hmm. well i think the point is that
0: it. sorry i think that the point is that they're like inherent when talking about like who deserves to go in the bunker you can say well okay these hundred people that they chose from like as or whatever mm-hmm. like they can't like like whether or not they're like oh technology no like should not technically make a difference in terms of, of where whether they get a chance to survive and i think maybe the point is that First of all I think that what's his face the really stupid guy that I hate he actually made a really good point when he, when he said well we're we're the ones who're going to have to do all yeah. the work I think that's true at first sure but I also think that depending on how the level of intricacy of the work mm-hmm. I'm sure that that they can learn I, I don't know how to operate a, a hydrogenic farm or whatever it was called but I'm sh- I'm sure they can Hydroponic. They, I'm sure it's a process that you can break down into steps
1: I guess farming, you know, not like they're familiar with farming. I guess they can't, yeah. I think that the issue is yeah. the, the uh, ratio. Just, yeah. Like,
2: the space ratio is a great ratio for learning, like, because there are so many teachers to, you know, two students um, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, this is, you know, technology or whatever. But at the same time, like, let's talk about Bellamy and Harper. Um be and and Murphy being relatively unskilled in terms of you know space engineering or whatever. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I guess I'm just saying Abby needs to stop trying to sacrifice herself. Like sh- <laughs> she. Specific- <laughs> to sum up. To sum up, yeah. this is my TLDR. <laughs> um. Let's.
1: But so we don't think there's much worth to to that argument to Clark's argument that. I who's think it's, a, it's run a good the-
0: argument. I just think. I fall on it like I can I can I can deconstruct the argument from my own personal belief Um, but I think she's right from her perspective I think that that absolutely if Sky Crew like what she was worried about was not and this maybe shows a little bit her own bias like even though she was worried about um, Luna winning she was also worried about what if some other sure. clan won and right. no sky crew were inside what the hell were they going to do then and i think if if like she, i think she was right in i mean that. that's I think
1: that's what would have happened right if some other clan won yeah there would be no sky crew and and i think you agree that that's not possible right you're just saying there's a minimum you need a minimum of sky crew yeah, to yeah. teach them
0: yeah you need yeah. like the bear yeah you need some sky crew in there and i think i think maybe maybe what would have happened was like some clan, they would have kidnapped like a couple of (laughs) SkyCube people and could like teach us everything. But luckily we didn't have to worry about that. But I think Clark wanted to share it. That was always her plan. And I think the minute that they, that was why she became, she wanted to become commander, Mm -hmm. right? Was because then she could make that decision. And once Rowan and them decided that, they wanted a conclave. Clark recognized how short-sighted that was, and she was I, a part of her was thinking. Well, I wanted everyone to survive, but now that you've made this decision that only one clan has to survive, it kind of has to be Sky Crew. Yeah, you know, like if it's only one, it has to be Sky Crew because that's how humanity survives, and that's a really complicated decision. That yeah, isn't that's easily... kind, of, kind
1: of, like, uh, he, um, sorry, she always has, Clark always has plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. That, that like, like, look, I'm doing this for the human race.
0: Yeah, See, like, but it's a complicated, and that's why I think yeah. it was hard to buy when she made that turn. It was hard to be on Clark's side, because you could say, yeah, but it's also all your friends. Yeah. I mean... Almost all your friends. <laughs> I, I
2: especially liked, um... I just wanted to like call a little, a little something like moving, moving through that episode where you know after we, after we take Bellamy uh, out of the equation, and you know Murphy is basically volunteering to to be the guard, and he says, um, since we're talking about character change and all that sort of stuff, um, you need a selfish bastard. I'm your man, and then later. When he's talking with Bellamy, you know, Bellamy says you haven't changed. You only care about yourself, and and Murphy says you're wrong. <laughs> do we do we think that you're you need a selfish bastard? I'm your man. Was that Murphy actually speaking about himself, or was that him trying to convince? Was it? it he was walking with Clark, right?
1: Right. Well, yeah. selfish can include like me and or the. Or was he one just trying to make him himself?
2: You know, useful. Like he's not actually selfish, Mm. but he wants, you know, if that, if Clark, you know, if he's reading the room and they need him to be selfish, then that's what he'll be. But he not, isn't actually, or is he always, or are you saying there's only one other person in his circle that he would sacrifice?
1: Yeah. I mean, this kind of, this is interesting because it gets into like objectivism, uh, you know, the views of Ayn Rand. Okay. That she called objectivism. The idea is like she says that the the moral thing to do is to be selfish uh, because, uh, you know, if you're selfish, you actually like that includes things like wanting to have friends and, you know, um, loving people and things like that. Those are things that are good for yourself. And so uh, the selfish thing to do is to to love people and to, to gain knowledge and, you know, and things like that. And so... Now Murphy has taken the first step of this where, you know, he, he cares about one other person and that's still kind of a selfish thing for him, but you know, the, the, I don't know if he'll ever take the next step of extending that then to other people who are not, you know, sleeping with him.
2: Does everyone just need to have sex with Murphy and then they will fall, fall under his umbrella (laughs) of Cockroach protection? Like that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You solved Perfect. it.
1: Perfect. <laughs> you solved
2: it. Um, speaking of, I guess, survival. Um, well, do you guys have a preference of if we kind of, because I'd like to at least touch in on Jasper and them before coming back to this one and or Science Island with Raven.
0: Right. I'm really confused. Are we talking about, which episode are we well, talking still, about Well, still, still, still 4.11. <laughs> um, or wait, wait, 411. 4.11? All right. Okay. am I
2: looking at cool. 4.10? Yeah, 4.11. Sorry. I was, jump. we've kind of like jumped ahead a little bit. Like we kind of went yes. down a little bit of a bunker- I guess, uh, mm-hmm. story hole. Um, so uh, let's maybe bring it yeah. back. Like huh? we do. Like we do. Like we yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: That's kind of the charm of this podcast. Is, we, you know, we, we do stuff. F- free format.
2: Story well, holes. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean,
1: rabbit holes, dad jokes,
2: dick jokes. <laughs>
1: That just the whole thing, thing. Big jokes. um
2: cuz i i definitely do want to come back and kind of the main sort of other bit to talk about this is sort of the clark and bellamy uh confrontation of things um but but i wanted to to sort of talk about sort of the, the big things which are you know the death things that happened choosing to die not choosing mm-hmm. to die um choosing the circumstances of your death um cuz i feel like that's probably yeah. sort of the the biggest the biggest um you know sort of takeaway of this sort of episode uh with Raven and her hallucinations um and you know Jasper and and his I guess demons mm-hmm. so um in in terms of in terms of Raven um at what point did you guys sort of did you realize at any point that Becca was maybe not acting in Raven's best interest um... like or did you always know that you know cuz there – at least, at least for me, I would say, um, you know, when when Becca says, "Even if you live, the pain, the pain will be with you," and I was like, "Ah, you're trying to like put your <laughs> finger on the scale in a way um, of Raven's sort of decision making," or was it like when Sinclair showed up? Like,
0: yeah, I don't think I, i have not. I don't really remember what I thought of it but i think it all kind of came together when i realized that that they were both cuz we didn't really know what the visions mm-hmm. were we didn't really know what becca was trying to tell raven what but i guess sort of realizing that they were like literal angels and devils on her shoulder like manifestations of her own like the temptation of of ending you know of of ending the pain of 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 her death being unavoidable mm-hmm. so she could fuel her last energy into this thing that she she wanted the spacewalk that she could go out with a bang that she could make her death do it on her own terms and then Sinclair being like or there's the hard path (laughs) (laughs) or there's the part where you fight and where, where it hurts and where you choose not to give up and the fact that for that took so long for it to manifest I think as well says so much about how much she wanted to believe that it was easy, you know, because nothing in li- Raven's life has ever been easy. Um, but I don't think it really clicked with me until we had both of them there. And it was Sinclair telling her to live. And we realized that actually. Becca was maybe. It wasn't that there wasn't a way. It was that it was a really, 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 really hard mm-hmm. way.
2: I mean, yeah. but, you know, you, you, you mentioned the easy and the hard. And, you know, then we have sort of the Jasper side of it um where yeah. i thought it was really interesting when um riley overdosed that the kids were freaking out
0: yeah cuz that just
2: makes you think that cuz they were trying somebody shouted help him yeah. and that is maybe not what you shout when the effects of your suicide cult sort of start to kick in <laughs> um and so did these kids did they all actually want to die? Like obviously, Harper mm. didn't at the end. um well, what do you think? what do I think? Um, yeah. i i'm I'm not sure. Um, See, can, I, can we
0: yeah, I would say I think that. <laughs> Riley aside (laughs) I I think fucking asterisk for that guy god (laughs) Riley was like we make a lot of Riley jokes but he was the manifestation of what did not work (laughs) in this storyline yeah Um, and I think that like the thing about the party storyline is that it was a really good idea but I think just the fact of how much of a downer that party is was from beginning to I mean, end was just really a shitty party really yeah really undercut you know the thing they said about the, at the beginning <sighs> of the season about oh how are you gonna go out are you gonna go out like partying or are you gonna go out f- fighting to live and i feel like in a way like raven kind of encapsulated that better this season when she was like are you gonna go out spacewalking or are you you gonna go out like fighting for your life mm-hmm. um Whereas the party was just such a downer the whole season, and people were just standing around like zombies, <laughs> and it just, it just, I, I don't know, it, it didn't was, look it fun. Never, it never, no, it never seemed like there was any reason for them to stand around like zombies on the Ark as there was, like, or, or you know, in, the, in Arcadia as there would have been mm-hmm. if they'd been standing around in the bunker. Like it, 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 it didn't really feel like there was much of a difference, and I think um, that would might have worked better. If, they, if it had felt like they had had fun earlier in the season. But I do think, I I, I mean, I absolutely, I, I don't think they wanted to die. I think that it was kind of similar to Raven and that they had come to believe that there was no alternative, that no matter where, what they tried to do, they had that same t- ticking clock that Raven very literally had. And they so might
2: have they, been right. They might yeah, have they might have been, yeah, they probably the wouldn't bunker. have made it. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's, I mean, why is that the easy choice though?
2: I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. I mean, especially if you don't necessarily.
1: I mean, because I, you know, then we can object to that too. That that deciding to. I mean, we talked about death with dignity last time a little bit, um, and you know how we kind of understand if someone has a terminal illness, we say, you know, okay, they want to die before it gets really bad and they become a burden on everyone and life becomes really painful. You know they know that they're gonna die in a uh, you know in a few months they're gonna die soon so maybe they want to die with dignity. Um, now why does it have to be six months? I mean life is a terminal illness itself, right? And if someone decides, I mean this goes along with the do we deserve to survive thing, right? If someone feels like no, we don't. You know, I feel like Jasper always always decided we don't deserve to survive, um, and so you know. That's not easy either. I don't know.
2: It's yeah. I mean,
1: it's not easy or hard. It's just it's just it depends on. I mean, you can. It's kind of circular. You can only say that they um, they kind of gave up or couldn't make it or couldn't um, <clears throat> weren't strong enough for it. If you assume that the other thing was the better thing to do, you can also think that people are um, too cowardly to realize that their life isn't worth living if you think that it's it's not worth living. So it, it all depends on whether whether you think it's worth doing it or not, right?
2: I mean, and the fact that their odds weren't good to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, their odds for dying anyway were pretty fucking high. So it becomes, yeah, did they go out on their own terms? That said, like you said, Selena, it didn't look very fun. That,
0: well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, it, it, I, I get what they were trying to do. <laughs> And I, and I think it's an interesting, I think that's absolutely true. And I think that's one of the themes of the season is that it's, it's, it's not a question of, of easier. It's not a question of, of a right or a wrong way to go about it. It's a question of what your perspective is like with everything else in the show. And that's as well with Raven. It wasn't a question of, um, is she going to lie down on the floor and wait for death or fight to survive? It was okay. Well, is she going to um, fuel her brain power into this really one very cool thing because she can, and it's fun. Or is she going to do the thing that is not fun and that might lead to her dying right now in ter- like in this way, you know? So, so it's, so it's much more complicated than good or bad or, um, easy or hard. Uh, but, yeah. but again, looking at the, the kids in, in the Arcadia,
1: they just weren't having it enough just looked fun like they were... <laughs> for it to be worth it. Right? <laughs>
0: it just looked like they were choosing to stand in one inside place as opposed mm-hmm. to another inside place. Yeah, I mean,
2: with the possibility or likelihood that, yeah, they're going to die. And, you know, like, dying of, like, radiation, because they they didn't... Jasper didn't look great.
0: No, none of them looked
1: great.
2: (laughs) You know, like, it wasn't like we're going to, like... It's not like we're, like, at our peak, you know, young rock stars ODing on cocaine. It was all so
0: miserable, like, all of these kids. (laughs) I know it was all about Jasper, and, and like, I, I do... I think that that is... Like, it's interesting that he that he had like it's so funny like Jasper and 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 Raven and and Clark all had this not not Clark Jaha all kind of had a mission in this episode you know they kind of had a mm-hmm. mission um and they kind of like Jasper took people along into his cult as well and it's such mm-hmm. an interesting decision for him to have made um, but I do, I just, I feel so bad for those kids because they just. Like
1: there should have been more sex. <laughs> it was just so sucky right? for and them. Yeah, more like.
0: Yeah. More <laughs> More music. More music, dancing. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Some kind of light show. Or, you know.
2: <laughs> Something. It was just kind of like, well, we're just, I guess we'll just yeah. kind of slowly <laughs> get drunk and be kind of sad, but we're going to convince ourselves that this is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Like at this point, it was almost like a game of chicken. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Where like you've committed
0: to this thing, and now you kind of yeah yeah Yeah. Um, because even even when when Jasper was like tonight and they were all like tonight tonight and it was like it was so cult like and creepy and like I don't think it doesn't take away from the tragedy of Jasper to admit that this was super creepy and super (laughs) like messed up you know it was no
2: because to be that to be susceptible to that and you know. To sort of join in with that and to feel like that that is your – sort of the way that you want to go out. Now, but at the same time, like, would you rather have – like, they knew that they didn't have much hope left, and I'm not saying whether or not, you know, do you want to, like, go out, you know, with the saddest party in the world, but, like (laughs) – is there something to be said about not diluting yourself repeatedly and getting disappointed repeatedly? Like all those people who are going to wake up after chosen outside mm-hmm. the bunker and be like, what the actual fuck, yeah. um, you know, is that better or worse? Like, I, you know, like, yeah.
1: I mean, that's kind of yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, I mean, going back to the easy or hard thing, uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to like completely like say that the, you can never say one choice is easier or harder because like, I mean, death is such a uh, such an extreme case, but you can think of it in terms of like a, a relationship too or a marriage uh, or, or something. Like there are times when getting a divorce is sort of, it's appropriate to say that this was running away from your problems. You could have stayed and tried to make it work and stuff like that, right? And so you took the easy way out and then there are other times when you think, well, actually, this person, the only reason they're staying in this shitty relationship and just suffering is because they can't bring themselves, they don't have the courage to say, okay, that was a bad idea, um, you know. And so sometimes it could be that getting a divorce is the, the courageous thing to do, and sometimes it's the, the cowardly thing to do. Uh, it depends on – what does it depend on? It depends on – I guess your, your reasons for staying or getting out of it. Are you staying in it just because you were told this is something you have to do day in and day out. And this, you know, could apply to a relationship or you can then go back to the broader context, apply to life. Like some people just live because they were told, yeah, this is what you do. They never stop and, and reflect on what they're doing. So that's the easy way <laughs> you're taking. But if, if you're living because you thought about it and you realize, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's still worth it. And I'm going to put up with the hardness of it and whatever. Then that, that was the hard choice that you made. Right. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously like there's, there's a, a difference in like saying like comparing death or life to like anything else. Like if you're talking about divorce, for example, I think the difference is that if you're talking about the brave thing being getting out of, a failing marriage is because you have a sense that it will make your life better if you get out of a fail uh-huh. like it leads to better things right. and unless you're if you're religious then you might believe that it leads to better things but but in this case i think it was it was a case of do we think that life in the bunker is actually life that 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 was kind of floated around earlier mm. in the season two right that oh well are you you're telling me that i can go to the bunker and like basically Exist. Yeah like 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 that it was basically the 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 point of existence in the bunker was so like like going to prison for the rest of your life yeah. or like going to uh, some horrible horrible place that they were like you know what actually no that it's enough i've suffered enough you know i think that was that was the choice that that we were supposed to believe that that they were facing i mean
1: what if you think that nothingness is better than this life
0: yeah <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> then, then there is something better at, on the other side, right?
0: Which is, I think, what, what Jasper may be. But it's it's tough. It's really tough. It's, it's a it's a big story. It's a big episode. It's a big choice to have this character make.
1: But anyway, I was thinking like, yeah, you can compare it with other things in life. Sometimes getting out mm-hmm. of it is the brave thing to do. If you're staying in a just a bad relationship and right. like...
0: Right. There's no bavery, bravery in st- Yeah.
1: Denying to yourself or, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to compare, I think ending your life to, to anything like that. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying.
2: Well, so let's, I mean, maybe not to, not to sound crass, like wrap up the Jasper (laughs) storyline. Like, let's talk a little bit about sort of his, his last, you know, moments. I feel like they, they sort of, you know, deserve a little bit of, you know, acknowledgement and time, especially, um, you know, with Devin and Christopher's uh, acting, which. um, Oh my God. Fantastic. Really, really, really good. Especially since we don't really see, we don't spend a lot of time with them ever um, either together or apart. Like we spend little bits, they, they sort of come into a scene with other heavy hitters, I find, um, and sort of offer what they do and do well for what they do. But, you know, we haven't, we've gotten a little bit more of them together this season. Um, you know, we don't really get
0: these big weighty scenes from them. Yeah. Not since, you remember when, when Jasper went with Finn's ashes and like Mm -hmm. dropped them and that was kind of hilarious um (laughs) that was a big scene for them as well and i feel like maybe it's been a while but then jasper was chipped in the ones they had in season three so yeah Mm -hmm. like but just a phenomenal job um oh my god this scene like everything else aside like i've said before like I, i feel like jasper's like choosing death in this way and his arc in season four after it originally was supposed to happen in season three I feel like there's a lot to unpack there, but the scene in which he died is is one of my absolute favorite scenes of the whole show. Really? It's so well done. Yeah, it is so beautiful. I feel like the acting between them, the emotional weight that they allowed them to have. It was obviously Henry and Cusick directed this. Hmm. Um, He did a phenomenal job. It was beautiful. And, like, I will, again, I I know you haven't seen Merlin yet, but I will say it's, there's a very strong similarity between, like, a scene that happens in that show and, and in this one. And I just, I feel, like, really, really appreciated that they committed to the emotional weight of it in a way that I, I yeah, I thought it was amazing.
2: I, I, I totally, totally agree. Um, I think that, you know, if it had happened in season three, it would have been mm. by necessity, it would have been rushed because we know when it yeah. would have happened, and there was not time to sort of, um, you know, and, and you can argue that there wasn't, a, you know, that that um, that Monty didn't grieve or whatever the fuck. I will argue that there was not time and that will happen, yeah, 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 the world was ending, yeah, like, like sorry, you know, it was- Monty is too practical to like break down right now. Um, I mean,
1: they kind of but- had this argument in season three, too, after uh, Mount Weather when. Uh, jasper was like um how can you uh, how is it that you and an entire civilization and i'm the one who can't sleep and, mm-hmm. and monty is like just because uh, i don't drink myself to a stupor every night doesn't mean I, uh, i'm not messed up <laughs> so monty right. is just a stoic <laughs> he just kind of eats it up and uh, yeah like yeah,
0: yeah. He but had shit i was to
1: do. yeah that scene where um The Jasper's death um, I could really feel Monty blaming himself feeling like Mm -hmm. maybe I could have done something more or uh, showed him that I loved him before or something like that which is you know this is how people feel when they lose someone a lot of times Um, and so that that was that was a very powerful scene I agree
2: I appreciated Monty's anger Yeah. yeah yeah like at, especially at the start of the scene like i feel like we don't often see that especially when you know we we see characters you know interacting with other characters who are frustrating um mm-hmm. cuz there's an there's an element of frustration to jasper yeah. um that i that that monty sort of feels um and you know whether or not he regrets how he acted the last time you know his last moments with jasper i think that you know we can definitely make that argument but being able to like sort of allow him that realness of being like, I care about you so much that this is making me angry. Yeah. Or at least that's how I read it. I mean, maybe you guys had like a different reading on sort of Monty's interaction
1: with Jasper. No, I think that's, yeah. That's Jasper, right. go on, sorry. Sorry, go
0: ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say Jasper is a character that I, I've always loved the, his character and the complexity of him and the fact that the sh- the show allowed him to be, for lack of a better word, so annoying. <laughs> yeah. You know, in his in his anger and his grief. Like his rightful anger and his rightful grief, but also irrational and illogical and, and 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 sort of acting out in ways that were not necessarily sympathetic, you know, like you can you can empathize with them, but you're still like, come on, you know, like you can have all these complicated emotions and you can still Love him and root for him and uh and appreciate him as a character, but you're also you're also allowed to be annoyed with him. And that's what I feel like Monty was here. Like he was expressing all of that those feelings that the audience or that I had had for Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, was, I was like, stop, stop being so annoying. <laughs> right. Like, stop being so frustrating. And also please live and <laughs> you're amazing. And 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 you know, all those things. It was so great. And and uh and Monty, you know, obviously again, Devin, this was his death scene and it was amazing. But I just I thought Chris like has is it, is this Best scene on the whole show. I think he expressed all of that so well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and like that, none of us read Monty as a villain for that because I think, like you said, like, oh no, we yeah, we saw ourselves in Monty being like, yeah, Jasper annoyed the shit out of me. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am annoyed, but, but he was going through a lot of shit. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, but like that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to feel the things that I'm going to feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we then have Monty sort of go ahead and, and find Harper, um, which at the same time, if we're talking about sort of annoying, and I know that this is, I don't know, maybe people are going to yell at me for this, but like Harper's was, you know, if she had, whether or not she has, you know, her, you know, depression and emotional baggage and all that sort of stuff at the same time, like this was kind of a, like, I don't know, like, like a, like a call for attention. Like, maybe, like, you could argue that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's a shitty thing for me to argue. But, like, she presented this sort of other side of, like, Jasper went through with it and she and she didn't. And we got to finally see her kind of um, admitting to Monty that she's, like, sort of deeply fucked up. Like, her not doing it was kind of her admitting that she had a problem, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I would um, say
1: that yeah. not that I want Harper to die, no. but- I think that if she chose to stay with the Jasper party, uh she should have gone through with it. Like, the, it would have made sense from a story perspective, from a character perspective, it would have made more sense that she would have gone through with it. And the show would have felt more high stakes and more real. So, yeah, but that's not to say that I want Harper to die. It's just that, mm. like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I would if if the choice was between having that storyline be more high stakes or Harper living, I would choose Harper Mm. living. But I see, I definitely see what you're saying. I think that what I what I found interesting about Harper's storyline is that I almost compare it to Ravens in that in that she felt like for a long time or for for two episodes, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, her storyline was there was something weird going on with the storyline, like like. Again, we can trace it all back to Brian leaving, and how that must have shifted some things around but um, but I feel like Harper had convinced herself that this was or was trying to convince herself she was trying to shut off the part of her brain that said there was another option and trying to commit to to this choice she had made and but I think it was it was really interesting in the end that she chose to live, and I think it also if we're taking this from Harper, i like guess as, as opposed to saying well, she was the other side of of Monty's heart in this episode, which she was. Mm -hmm. But I think if we're taking it from her perspective, I think her sort of pushing him away and saying, you're not enough to make me want to live... which, by the way, is also pretty much what Abby says to Kane in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, and and then choosing to live after all, I think both speak to the fact that actually that was a lie, that actually she does love Monty more mm-hmm. than maybe she was willing to admit to herself, but also that she herself wants to live, that she, it, it has nothing to do with Monty, That that her desire for life was stronger than her whatever like she had convinced herself that she was not good enough or that it wasn't a fight worth having
1: yeah i mean
0: does that make sense like i think i think it was very interesting her choice
1: i feel like often in movies or in uh, in drama we kind of present this choice of like there's always stories about the someone who wants to die and then someone has a dramatic conversation with them and they change their mind it's a really big decision. If you, like, mm-hmm. if you thought until like five minutes ago, you thought you were gonna, you chose to die. And then now you change your mind. That's a huge change. And you know, how, how did, what exactly happened? Like what was she lying before? Because she sounded like she was someone who was really tired of all the bullshit and she mm-hmm. was predicting correctly that if we go into that, when, every time we say we're safe this time, it's gonna be fine, there's peace, it's a lie. And you know- Like she
2: had a point. Yeah. She had a
1: point. Like I said, she you- predicted correctly. If we go into that bunker, it's gonna be a shit show again, and there's gonna be fighting or whatever. Uh, and it's not gonna be easy in space either. So she was really tired of that. Like realistically, she should have moments uh, you know, on the arc Uh, during the six years, she must have had times when she was like, I told you this is bullshit, you know? Um, (laughs) Maybe
2: this is what breaks them up. Yeah. Not that I know anything and not that you can tell us anything, Selena, of course. (laughs) But, like, you know, I don't have the highest of hopes for them, like surviving six years, especially not to be whatever, like, if we take their age into account, the change that happens from, you know, 18 to – 24 like that's that's a relationship surviving that like that's kind of I mean (laughs) I yeah like I don't know many 24 year olds that would approve of their 18 year old selves you know or at (laughs) least know you know that you got that you two would want the same thing yeah um so you know it's 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 definitely a, a valid sort of I'm I'm curious about their growth.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question, like whether the two of them needed each other to survive on, in this very specific circumstance. If they became each other's like mm-hmm. anchor, you know, you, I think you could, if you watch this 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 um, episode, especially, you could make that argument, um, or whether it's like yeah, whatever else it it could be. It's definitely a lot to to consider. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just
1: saying, like she can't just like turn around and be okay with it. She probably, like, she must, realistically, she must still hate it.
0: I was just going to say, you know what? I liken it to Harper's, what she tried to do. Knowing what we know about Harper and how quick this turn was for her, I almost feel like, I don't know if you ever have, and I don't mean to, like, make light of the the Mm -hmm. stakes that were here, but I think in terms of her, you know when you have, like, a really scary dream of someone, like, chasing you? Um, Like a murder or like a, a lion I have sometimes like a, a being chased by a lion mm. Okay And it's really scary And I'm like running from this lion And I'm like shit And I fall and I stumble and I get up And you know like when you run slowly in mm-hmm. dreams and, and like you can't speed up and stuff And sometimes in my dream I'm like I can't And I just lie down mm. I'm like I just get <laughs> me Just let the lion get me Because I cannot This is too stressful <laughs> You know like it's too yeah. much I know I'm not going to be able to escape this lion so if I just lie down and get it over with, and then I wake up yeah. and I almost feel like maybe that's what, what was, cause Harper didn't really want to die, but she was so tired of fighting, I mean, maybe you know, and she was so tired. She didn't want to have the lion like, like, um, catch up with her. She was like, okay, just, just eat me lion. <laughs> you know? and, the, and the lion didn't <laughs> if that makes necessarily sense. eat her like no right like it was it was only like i think after she lied she lay down on the floor and was like okay i'm ready lion where are you and then she was like oh shit actually this is not what i want (laughs) i mean i guess if we
2: if we compare that with with sort of what happened with raven is that yes Mm -hmm. raven's like in some ways you could argue raven's choice to like go into the tub was you know a quote-unquote hard decision but like if we if we just take you know laying down you know laying down in front of the lion as 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 what harper did um in some ways that is you could argue that that's what raven did even though she was trying to survive like it was just like you have to accept your death um hmm,
0: yeah interesting like to say raven walked into the jaws of the lion yeah, and, and it was like chew on me if you can exactly yeah. and so they both sort of chose to I to, like this metaphor. <laughs> I know,
2: right? Like, look at you making—you know—it's—it's. Uh, it's, is it like Aslan, Lion? Like, is it evil? or sure. Aslan. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> since since I'm sure that next season is just going to be all you know, Christian allegory. So let's let's get let's get a head start. <laughs> you might as let's well get a head start. Is there anything you guys want to say uh, about either Raven or Jasper before we kind of head back to the bunker and
0: move along? Hmm. No, I think that's it. Except like again, I I really appreciate like the three the interplay of of Harper and and Raven and Jasper's storyline and I think I think what people are so mad about with Jasper, the idea that he he will die and that's just the end of his story and I and I think that 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 was based on maybe the immediate reactions the characters had to mm-hmm. his death, but it's also like you said, it was it was so fast. There's they no had, time. They had to keep moving. Yeah, they were the death wave was coming right behind them, and so I think that was like, I mean, that's a fear for another time. But I think in terms of him making that decision and coming to that end, I think tracked. Unfortunately, tracked for his character. Yeah, I
2: mean, of characters who have found out about about Jasper's death, like. Bellamy mm. had already said his goodbyes. And so, like, you know, yeah. he will definitely be sad. He had accepted mm-hmm.
0: that it would happen. And like yeah. uh
2: uh sorry, blanking. Um and so yeah, Monty, Monty sorry. sorry. I was like completely picturing Octavia <laughs> I was like, that's not who I want to talk about next. Um Monty <laughs>
0: Octavia like, doesn't even know. Right, really? Octavia doesn't know
2: and she was maybe the only other person who would be kind of fucked up about it, but like Jasper – well, so so. getting back to Monty. Monty, like, is a stoic and, like, had some shit to do, and he will deal with it later. Um, Clark, justifiably sad, but, you know, at the same time, like, she and Jasper were never super close. And, like, Murphy and Amori and Raven and, you know, everybody else weren't super duper close with Jasper. The only other person that I could see being super fucked up about it maybe would be Octavia. And so, you know, yes, we're going to see them grieve – up in space but like the people who would be the most torn apart by it like no already yeah
0: yeah uh, monty's monty's focus what wasn't saving what he could still save which was harper mm-hmm. and then their yeah. friends and so
2: you know monty will deal with it when he deals with it he is a practical fellow anyway. i
1: wanted to say about the yeah. raven thing and this isn't probably not a popular opinion i mean i know that again this goes back to being to the stakes Mm-hmm. Um, and how realistic are you knew you know, raven
2: wasn't gonna die
1: how believable yeah i mean yeah we, i mean i actually did a little bit and that's just because i like i like beautiful stories even if they're tragedies and uh like it would have been Welcome really show <laughs> yeah that, that's what <laughs> yeah. this show often provides so like if she had died uh i don't know if i, I feel like it would have been a, a story wise it would have been a Fascinating story because, like, there was a moment when she went under the the ice water when uh, Sinclair and Becca disappeared, and she or before they dis- they disappeared, there was a look on her face as if she realized, "Oh shit, who's gonna push the push the button now?" And uh, there's no one actually outside, um, and so she would have died trying to save herself and going with the theory that there was really no way to save her brain anyway. You know, the chief surgeon looked at it and she she thought there's no way. So you might have thought, well, Raven just was being mm-hmm. delirious and she cooked something up, but it didn't mm-hmm. work. Anyway, so she would have gone trying to, to save herself. So between uh, Jasper and Harper and her, you would have the three different results. And... Uh, not to say that you know there isn't a whole lot more for Raven's character to do, and not that again I want her to die, but uh, it's just knowing that she's not yeah. going to die is you know the story is just kind of just becomes about the well, sci-fi. I think of it I purely, think <laughs> you know
0: right. I th- I think for me, like I think that the the thing with the show is that they so often put characters, especially maybe in season four because they had so much with like, oh, only choices, last last chance, blah, blah, blah. They had a lot of extreme situations in which characters should have died but didn't, like Octavia yeah. falling off the cliff and having yeah. an Aragon <laughs> moment and Raven literally dying and resurrecting herself. And um, yeah, I'm sure there were others. I can't think of any other now, but I'm sure there were more. Uh, but But so I feel like we get a little bit jaded because... With these, like the stakes were too high. Like this is a thing people have said about season four, the stakes were too perpetually high that both the characters and the audience got a little bit jaded and was like, Well, we know it's season it's it's episode seven. This is not actually right. the last chance <laughs> because there are more yeah. episodes. So I think in that sense you're you're right. And I think in terms of Raven resurrecting herself, it was one of the few moments when I feel like the show borders on like making superheroes out of its yeah. characters. Uh, because it 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 was so unlikely. I do think, first of all, juxtaposed with Jasper, I think it's okay that they went a little bit hopeful to counterbalance that, or at least I see that that was their intent to say miracles do happen even when other parts of like here other look at here, here look things at things are good happening thing. elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the miracle. But but I but I but I also think. In retrospect we can say these things but when i was watching this episode i i i thought raven might die you know, I did I wasn't sure she was safe. It's only because she survived that I can say, "Oh, she was safe all along." But when I was watching it, I have to admit, I didn't know that she was going to make it for sure. I thought they might, well, especially because we kill her. hadn't
2: lost anyone important up until then. Yeah, this season, either yeah. that. You know, I mean, yes, you could argue like Luna and Rowan but at the same time, like we hadn't yeah. lost like one of I was our like, people. Oh
0: shit! Are they going to kill Raven and like, Jasper in the same Raven episode? Dies? Because we knew Jasper was dying, so that wasn't really a surprise. So I, I actually did have. The fear that she might have died.
1: Yeah, I got a little. Yeah, I I kind of believed it too. But uh, then mm-hmm. you know, in retrospect, I feel like now I know this kind of thing probably is not going to happen. But maybe season five will surprise us.
0: Maybe maybe next time. (laughs) Maybe next time a character is in that situation. They've they've lulled us. And that's what the show does. It lulls you into a fake sense of security. Then it kills like all your faves.
1: And then you're like, (laughs) oh, everyone's going to
0: die. And then they pull like this shit. So you get, you feel safe again. And then the cycle starts all over, right? yeah Jeez, i spoilers, mean it was
2: easier oh, jesus <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but you know what i mean though right <laughs> no, like, totally it's, like that it's, is the show they can't every time it seems like certain death for a character they can't actually kill them every time yeah. but you know they do have yeah. to do it sometimes it's, it's a balance it's really tough
2: I, and and to make us believe like that somebody with plot armor as thick as raven mm-hmm. like knowing like that you just be like Wait, they could actually, like, they could have done this and all of us would have bought it. We would have rioted, but, like, we'd have been like, man. They could okay. have done it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I got in perpetual fear. Like, even though a part of me is like, Raymond is never going to die. A part okay. of me is like, yeah, but she could. Like, yeah, you know, well, remember, like, I do remember feel the it.
2: show you're watching. Mm. Like, I have, I'm 90%, sure, I'm going to say like 85% sure that Clark will be dead by the end of the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, but wow. On record.
2: That. <laughs> that also doesn't necessarily, like, just because, like, Jr has been, like, it's a tragedy. I'm like, welp, yeah. yep. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, yeah. I also wouldn't put it past the show to, like, take a few other, like, super favorites along the way, but leave a few people to be tortured and alive yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, just
2: really fuck with everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, make it as painful as possible. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> neat. Um, on that spe- note. <laughs> on that note, speaking of pain, um, let's head back to the bunker um, because we did get some good um, Bellamy and Octavia and Echo and Clark business, um, and then we'll move on to to Chosen, which we've already already been wanting to talk about <laughs> anyway. So if that if this drifts into that territory, um, you know, so be it. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Sorry, I'm looking I'm looking through the notes to see what people had to say uh more about um the bunker area. And did did you guys think that Clark was gonna shoot Bellamy?
1: No, that's another thing that that I was another example. Like you didn't even of,
0: think that she would like wing him, like yeah, get him like not, in the shoulder.
1: The stakes aren't high enough. Like I know she's not gonna do it, so
0: well i'm not sure for me this wasn't so much about the stakes i think that this moment and god complex for, for clark were like hugely set telling about where her story was going to end up you know mm-hmm. um i think that her being put to this test of like she'd she'd gone this far this was her final test and she had to pass it because otherwise this was like the point of no return for clark along with like testing Imori, you know she had to. She had that one where, you know, I was watching that episode and I actually believed she was going to test Imori. And I was like, "Well, Clark, like what are we doing here? Like <laughs> I love you. Stop, please. Stop, <laughs> stop me, Clark." Stop. It was yeah, it was such a relief cuz and and then in this episode after having done this, I didn't know. Of course she was never going to shoot Bellamy. Like I, I didn't have a question about it, but it also it almost was nice not to have a question about it because you also want to know your main character. Like, you can only push them this far. And I felt like they pushed her to the absolute limit in this season. And then they were like, okay, here's the line that she can't cross. She's going to be pushed to the very edge of this line. But she's never going to be able to cross this line. So is he the only, what's going to happen here?
2: Is he the only other person that she wouldn't have shot? Or a small group that she wouldn't like have shot? To, or she would never have shot anyone?
0: I like to believe that she, would, she wouldn't She would have shot anyone in that point i think that almost no matter who had gone to that door because a part of her already doubted it so i th- i like to think that and this was that's her like what
1: one. yeah that's what makes it complicated because i feel like if she really believed in her in her choice of keeping mm-hmm. the door closed she wouldn't have shot bellamy still but she would have shot some rando now, there is the complication that she, it seems like throughout this whole thing, she doesn't really believe in this in this choice.
2: Well, especially when mm-hmm. she finds out that Octavia won. Like, suddenly, right. yeah. where does her argument go? Like, at that point, she's just sticking to it on principle and trying to convince herself that now she believes that her people are more valuable when, like you guys were talking about, you know, like, like you mentioned Selena that – that is actually what Octavia ended up fighting for was that everyone is valuable. And so. Yeah.
0: Like everyone is equally valuable, yeah. which means that no one is more valuable. Well, except Bellamy, I guess for Octavia, but um, as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I Restrictions I this apply. Too. There's a <laughs> <Asterisk. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Um But, but I, I do liken this to her sort of if, if she's had this an arc this season of Sort of floating towards the greater good leadership style that Jaha had. I feel like this is comparable to the moment when you know that in season one, Jaha was the kind of chancellor who was willing to float his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jake, he was willing to float Jake for the quote unquote greater good of saving not only his people, but at that time they thought it was humanity that he was saving. Right? Like they kept talking about humanity, 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 because they thought that the was, arc it. was all there was. So it was a question of human race extinction or floating his friends for their best chance. And Clark is put in the same position and that's the line she can't cross, Mm. is actively killing people she cares about personally for a greater good that she has defined herself. You know, it's no longer objective in her mind, it's actually subjective. And that's why she can go and save Raven in the next episode. And that's why she goes like doubles down on, you know, her friends matter to her because she has reclaimed that part of herself.
2: Yeah, I feel like maybe it was like a little rubber band moment that we kind of saw her. Yeah. Like, cause she even seemed like, not embarrassed. Like, she almost seemed like horrified and guilty when Jaha was like, hey, P.S., this was Clark's plan. Um, yeah. Like when, <laughs> yeah. with right. Bellamy and she Am was like- Am I really like, capable of this? Shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> actually, this is, this is not how I expected this to go, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, maybe- it needed to. It was helpful that it was Bellamy trying to get out.
0: Um, but you know, maybe it was symbolic that it was Bellamy. But it could have been Abby as well. It could have been Kane, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, he was not there. But you know,
2: what yeah. I mean. <laughs> Someone, you know, if the if Kane had been there for sure. Um, yeah. Maybe we can talk really quickly about uh, Echo's banishment as that sort of is important and then Mm -hmm. we'll continue on, I guess, through the bunker because suddenly the door is open. Um and, (laughs) and Echo does not get to go down there. Oh. I it was a great conversation, I feel like, between between Octavia and and Echo. Um and, you know, again, we get so much out of Echo of like how much she likes Bellamy and sort of respects them, I guess, and you know, yeah. and also Indra yeah. being like fucking cold as shit. Like, be thankful your banishment will be short. Like <laughs> peak <laughs> peak fucking Indra. That was savage. I loved it. Yeah, I kind of was amazing. Indra is super underrated. Like I know that everyone loves her, but like uh.
0: <laughs> I love like
2: her, her dialogue is sometimes just like chef's kiss, so good. Mm-hmm. Um did anyone else have any? Or was I the only one that had echo echo thoughts? I guess we can just move on. <laughs> cool, moving on Let's start with the with the next episode, uh, Chosen um, Which, so good, so good um, oh my God, Shaheen, you mentioned so you much. like the chaos scene uh, at the beginning
1: Yeah um, I like how that's supposed to just confuse you The way that the characters are confused uh, Everyone on camera who's, you know I mean, there are some people who are pushing or doing something Running or attacking, it's not clear what's happening And then there are some people who feel... Just like us, the the viewers who are like, "What the heck is going on?" And it's just, and mm-hmm. then you kind of look through the chaos and you see the a, a little pattern that it seems like sky crew people are being pushed, and then there are some people who are considered sky crew, <laughs> yeah, uh, who are being pushed, and so you start to put it together, but it starts with putting you right there not explaining what's happening it's not like someone comes and says oh my god the grounders are gonna call us all up in this one room and whatever it's just like he puts you right in the middle of it and makes you figure it out
2: yeah and like um, it's
1: very nervous and it's very confusing and scary and you don't know what's happening well it's kind of it kind of feels sorry it kind of feels no, no, like please. what clark was predicting maybe came true that like now they're gonna like pour in and kill everyone. So you're <laughs> like, oh shit, was that was happening? Yeah.
2: So I see in the notes here, Selena, that you said kind of like an extreme trolley problem. Is that is this sort of the decision that you're or or are you talking about when they actually like use the list?
0: No, this entire episode okay. I feel like is an extreme trolley problem because. You know you have like that the audience is kind of being put in this position or like even kane and jaha are being put in this position when you have all of these like however many 300 400 people right in front of you you know them you hear them cry and 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 hug their family and go please don't kill us we're safe that's what that's what jaha's position Mm. is or you say okay but there's a, a much larger group of people on this other track that you don't know, that you have no personal affiliation with, but a, they are a much larger number. So it's like, do you save a small group of people you know, or do you save a huge group of people that you don't know? That's the choice. And technically it's not really a choice because the, no, like e- nobody really has the choice, except I guess Octavia, but she's already made mm-hmm. her choice. But the audience has it. The audience has to, in terms of deciding if they are with Sky Crew or, or not, or in terms of the characters, Kane having to convince Jaha of, of changing his mind. That's kind of what's at stake, right? And it's kind of, it's funny because it's such a, a funny uh, expansion of what they were dealing with in Heavy Lies, the Crown, where it was a much smaller version of That's the same That's exactly problem. what I was
1: going to say. This is analogous to the hy- uh, hydro generator problem, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Where it's like, yeah, exactly. we talked about like partiality and all that, where it's like there's these people who are in front of you. You can see their suffering. They're looking at you, calling for help. You can help them right here. Yeah. Um, or, you know, there's this bigger thing that's just more kind of like a number to you, um, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in terms of survival and humanity, it's also a question of, well, you know, you have a a, a gene pool, presumably, mm-hmm. of people that are not necessarily related and that have skills that have been chosen. They're the best of each of their people. Let's bring them together and form a new human race. Or you take a small kind of relatively inbred group of humans that are... Some of them are a family with each other. They all know each other. They're, they're not chosen for any particular skill. They are just people that you have an, a, a personal connection to. Okay, skill. They do have know how to run a hydrogenic <laughs> farm. But, you know, in terms of like humanity's larger survival on the other side of the bunker. So it's just, it's a really, really, really fascinating in terms of me watching it and having to decide. Like there's no way I could make this decision, but I can I can judge the people that make the decision.
2: So how do you feel then about about Kane <laughs> yeah. and well mostly Kane because Jaha just kind of ended up having to go with it. But like, what do you think about sort of their decision to oh. not have it be random?
0: Oh well, I first of all I I don't think that Jaha just kind of had to go with it. I think he like legitimately changed his mind, which is so beautiful but um you don't think the face never punching see helped that on the show
1: <sighs>
0: no because that no I, I don't i don't think i think i think that he like cuz kane couldn't use force like he tried to like push him back physically he couldn't do that and then he had to use words and words worked and can
1: we just acknowledge that kane's diplomacy worked for once for
0: fucking yes. once <laughs> for once. for the first Fucking it, so, it, it
2: was so sad. It's a decision that's going to eat him up the most because he's like crying about it that he yeah. argued
0: for this thing that is going to destroy yes. him. Some yes, right. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, I loved it so much. But yeah, no, I, I, um, no, I forgot the question,
2: Sorry. <laughs> no, no, we'll just talk about Kane and Jaha. Um, yeah,
1: no, I was, I was going along with that. I was going to say um, the fact that Kane had to remind Jaha that he is trying to save all of humanity is kind of interesting because, I mean, you were talking about this before, Selina, about how Jaws' mm-hmm. main mission in life is to save his people. But uh, he, it seems like you can also say it's always been saving all of humanity. Uh, I mean, when he was on yeah. the ark, he thought that his people are all of humanity. And then when he came down, you know, he went after the city of light, which he also considered... An example of unity, you know, uh, a sort of raceless, colorless, clanless sort of clan, um, and then you know, in season four, he was trying to find a bunker that would be much bigger than the Ark, uh, than Arcadia, and could could you know keep more people in it. Um, so. If the fact that he had to be reminded of that, I mean, Kane told him you saved eleven hundred grounders, um, like that's that can be on your resume, right? Instead of <laughs> I saved four hundred <laughs> sky crew, you can say I, I saved mm-hmm. I saved twelve hundred people of all different clans. So it made sense that he was convinced because I feel like he has always had that instinct. But was there was he conflicted? Uh, because like how do we read him does he do we read him as wanting to save his people primarily but also humanity or is it that he just kind of changed at some point
0: i think it's interesting i think that jaha for jaha there's always been that undercurrent of like we talked about before like feeling special and feeling chosen and feel like his people were the chosen ones like it was easy when they were all he thought they were Mm -hmm. And I think once they got to the ground, I think the the so a oh, what I love about Cain and Jaha's story also in this episode is how it just shows them how far they've converged from starting off roughly at the same mm-hmm. point, then coming to the ground and converging in totally separate directions, and then here coming back together sort of in the same way. Is that when they were both in the ark, they were like, "Well, whatever it takes, humanity must survive." Humanity, humanity. They got to the ground. They realized everything they thought they yeah. knew was wrong. Cain opened up his mind. He f- worked to change his perspective and to understand grounders like. And, and Jaha gets this
2: laser focus.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it all maybe maybe it all comes down to that fight that Lexa made them have in that pit, you know, when essentially and, and she chose Lexa chose Kane as the person who got it and Jah they they beat him mm-hmm. up and tortured him and sent him backing. Right. And I feel like in that moment Cain Jah was like, okay, well, I it's my people that I'm trying to save. I'm not trying to save <laughs> these assholes. Like I'm it's my people. M- my people are the good ones. My people are the ones who deserve life and, and my people are the ones that I'm gonna be the champion for, the leader of, because they are the ones who are you know in danger from this scary others that the grounders were to them at that point right and so ever since then everything he's done since then has been narrowing his focus further and further down to 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 thinking that sky crew or if not the best people, then at least his people
2: where he wants um, to spend his
0: energy. Like,
2: that's the yeah, tribe he like, chose. Yeah, and, like,
0: this is his family. It's his us, and everyone else is the them, the grounders. Like, if you see it from their perspective, it's so funny with Sky Crew this season, because they have, they really embodied, like, they were xenophobic, and they were, like, this had this mob mentality. They they were always led by this stupid guy, <laughs> <laughs> the five guy. This is so annoying, but, like, he, he was, was kind five. of the voice of the crowd. They were such an angry mob. <laughs> five! <laughs> um but like in a way that like you can say that all all of Sky Crew's best people died in the calling like that's kind of like what I keep saying. <laughs> all <laughs> like, of them no, I mean that would actually make
2: sense. Like <laughs> all of the most altruistic, yeah. um, open minded people. Right,
0: they all died in the calling. Everyone's Everyone else left, shitty. is shitty. Like you know, no but,
1: <laughs> selfish assholes. <laughs> no, well, all in, the ones that survived. Yeah, I th-
0: mean, this is not actually what I mean. <laughs> but like there is an argument to be made here, right? That that Sky Crew, and 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 understandably so, considering everything that's happened, but they've constructed themselves as one us and the grounders as one collective them. So suddenly being asked to say, well, 1100 of them can survive, only 100 of us can survive. That's not fair. You can follow that logic if it's mm-hmm. an us and a them. And the thing is that Cain that has, has has quote unquote, transcended tribalism and has accepted that there is no such thing as, a, as a, that division. And that's what he has to... Like that's what where Jaha went in the opposite direction.
2: That's the thing that kind of pissed like quote unquote pissed me off this season, is that like from I think the first episode, um, just being like and like very much his early sort of whisperings and dealings with Clark and, you know, sort of his fixation of, on, on finding this bunker and all that, like just being like, God damn it, they're gonna make me like Jaha again, aren't they? And like yeah, you you <laughs> like him, and I am. You know, I think it's pretty sure that he's not going to live past season five, but that that's kind of sad because. Huh? Oh come on! <laughs> come on! Have hope Have for hope. Jaha, but just to be kind of like, he make he's he provides a really interesting perspective of he's not ever he's never thinking about anything greedily. Like he doesn't want to sort of have power for himself, even though he does things that are sort of at the, seem like something that somebody who does want that would do, if that makes sense. Like.
0: Yeah. I mean, he wants the thanks. Yeah. Like let's not kid ourselves. He wants to be the one that everyone's like, you've saved us, Jaha, we love yeah. you. And, you know? but at
2: the same time, you're kind of but- like, you know you have a point more often than i would like to admit mm-hmm. and i don't well, know what that <laughs> does he about have a me. point
1: or is he just like he goes on these faith missions he's just a really good
2: politician
1: one of them happened to work like did, was him <laughs> him like going after the whole uh second dawn thing was that less crazy than the city of light or did he just get lucky with that one?
0: No, <laughs> it was not. It was again a, a wild leap of faith that just happened to pay but off. But it I keeps paying right. off. Like here's the thing. And like well, maybe the sea
1: of light didn't pay off.
2: He found it.
1: Like that was the thing. <laughs> okay, like he like
2: enough. he went on his voyage could've and he worked. found it. <laughs> he it could have worked, he found it. Like, you know, you can't blame him for Ali being, you know, you're uh a jerk. <laughs> Do you say a jerk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like she you was know joke.
1: She wasn't wrong, but she was an asshole. Just like Walter. Walter? Yeah, Walter from the Big Lebowski.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: You know that dialogue where where uh, the dude is like, Walter, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole.
2: <laughs> and that's that's, <laughs> that's Jaha. That's
1: Ali. And that's also Jaha, yeah. I oh, mean so- they were a good pair.
2: <laughs> oh hey, and look, that was our '90s movie reference.
0: Done. I was yeah, worried that we done. weren't going to get check. one. Check check. Um, fucking Jaha man. <laughs> but yeah, I loved. I loved. I think it says a lot about him that he actually. Not only does it say a lot about Kane that he managed to finally do something oh God, with words, <laughs> but also yeah, but also like someone finally listened to him, poor thing. But but also that that Jaha was still somehow even despite all the cult stuff. And there was still part of him that was, that could listen, you know, that could hear what someone else was saying. Like, this is what, what this is what, what his redeeming thing in season one was Jaha was his ability to listen when people made good arguments, whether it was Kane or Abby, he, he listened to both of them. And that was what I feel like he lost the ability to do because he got so caught up in his own, like crazy pants, um, like, self-importance and, yeah, his belief in all these things. And now, like, he actually listened again. It was amazing. It was great. I love this moment.
2: Poor Kane. Like, he finally got his moment. And Yes. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. At what cost? At what cost? Um, so I wanted to call it. you had this note about Abby, uh, Selena. Um, Abby saying, I don't know who I am anymore. And sort of her own sort of reckonings. Um, I actually was also curious about... Speaking of who she's going to be anymore, like within after six years, like Raven didn't have six years with her fried brain. Um, I wonder if that is sort of maybe a breadcrumb of that Abby is going to be a little bit different next season as well, Um, you know, because she's still got, you know, her brain issue. But I wanted you to actually talk about um, sort of what you meant by by calling out that note.
0: Yeah, I just I find it again, sort of comparing it to Harper and, and Monty last episode. Abby, one of the things I wish we'd gotten more of in season four was the repercussions of Abby making the choices that she made on the island, because I actually think it was was huge for her character in a way that we unfortunately didn't really get to linger on because it ended up being Mm -hmm. more about Clark, you know, and about not being willing to sacrifice Clark. And I think I was speaking to Sachin Sahel, I did an interview with him, Mm-hmm. A month or so back. And he was talking about how significant that moment was for Jackson and how huge it was for this character to actually go along with something like that. And I don't, I don't remember if he said anything about Abby specifically or not, but it made me, made me think like it really started to make me realize how big that moment actually was for Abby. And then when I was rewatching this episode, I really sort of paid attention to. Her reasons for wanting to be on the other side of that door. Because like you, like you, I was so frustrated with it the first time I watched it. And I was like, this, this makes yeah. no sense. You're a doctor. Like, like, what the hell I- <laughs> like think, think, you know. But I I think that in the context of her saying, I don't know who I am anymore, you know, she she talked to like, how can I have done the things that I've done, et cetera, et cetera. I just think it makes more sense that she would make the choice that also paralleled what Jaha did in season one, you know, when he was like, well, you know, I'm going to be in sector 17 or whatever it was. What does her sacrifice do? Um, Like what is, well, I think it's just, she's what she's saying is first of all, that she doesn't believe, she doesn't feel like she's worthy of one of the hundred spots because she feels like she has done unforgivable things or things she can't live with. But I also think it's maybe an acknowledgement of the fact that, her li- her life she doesn't want her life to be more valuable than anyone else who is being like selected you know like she she first she, she doesn't she doesn't want to be better like she doesn't want to consider herself better but she also despite the fact that she's a doctor I think maybe her choices on the on the island means that it's hard for her well, to justify. So
2: I'm, I'm also looking at Shaheen's note at the, at the same time as this and the conversation you, you ask, what is the point of Abby saying that Clark is the good guy and there simply wasn't a good choice. Um, is this maternal consolation mm-hmm. or is the show taking a philosophical stance? Like can our, can, can Abby not listen to her own fucking advice, you know, and be like, listen, <laughs> like you really, yes, that was a fucked up line. I, you know, give me any other option that you would have had in that situation. You know, like how can you be so hard on yourself making, you know, a really decision that you have an issue with, but at the same time, like what other choice did you have?
1: I feel like if, if she brought herself to break her, um, do no harm pledge,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that, you know, something you doctor.
0: Do they still take the Hippocratic oath up in, up in the Ark? Like I'm curious.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, they do. And I know this because Suchin told me in, in our oh, interview. Uh, you okay. should read it. <laughs>
2: <Give> Wait, <me. laughs> I thought that I have read it.
0: Yeah, I read well, everything
2: you put out. I just don't make short-term <laughs> memories. It's fine.
0: And I only know because I, I remember it because he, he said it and I had to, like, figure out how to spell it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, hippos.
2: Oh, yes. all right. Yeah, Sorry, so
1: um, that's one aspect of it: her having to break her um, oath and do harm <clears throat> as a doctor But, uh, and and I can see um, your point about that being something that, you know, she can come to terms with. But I think what she should be um, feeling bad about, and I don't know if this is what she's feeling bad about, but what she should be feeling bad about is that she wasn't completely neutral with respect to that. Like, she wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice. She
2: saved Clark?
1: Well, she basically preferred life to life. Like, she... They basically did tell Amori that you are the you you're the yeah, least you're deserved, worthy yeah. of us right that's basically mm-hmm. what they, they say you're worth sacrificing but not not any other person um, and mm-hmm. so that and then when it, when it was gonna be her daughter she was she wasn't able to go through with it so that's something that maybe she should feel bad about but I don't know if that is what she feels bad about
0: yeah. Yeah, but it's a good point.
1: But the broader point of uh, of like her um, telling Clark that taking back because th- this line of there is no there are no good guys this comes from Abby. Abby initiated this in mm-hmm. you know at the end of season two in Mount Weather when Clark said. I mean, uh, when she was doubting Clark's judgment back after Ton DC, uh, she told Clark, "Don't." forget do something for me don't forget that we're we're the good guys and -hmm. then at the end of season two uh clark said i tried to be the good guy after killing everyone in mount weather and then abby said maybe there are no good guys and so here she takes it back Mm -hmm. and she says i told you there are no good guys i was wrong um there are you are um there was no good choice and it's not like we didn't know this before. And this gets a little bit into my statement for, for the finale that. that oh, yes. It's going to be read we have next a, week. Shaheen
2: has a prepared statement. So tune in. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tune <laughs> okay. into that um, since you will not be joining us next, next yeah, week. Yeah, next week I won't be here, <laughs>
1: but there is a statement that's going to be read. <laughs> Ooh, anyway, so yeah, like um, she says there was no good choice. And we knew this, like when Mount Weather. We know the setup. The setup is a dirty hand scenario where of course by definition there is no good choice. That both both options suck. This was true in Ton DC. This was true in at the end of season one when she Clark when, when Clark um closed the, the dropship. Um every time Clark pulls a lever,
2: it's pretty it's shitty. It's kind
1: of like, you know, both both options kind of suck. <laughs> so that's something that we already knew, but when when they decided that there are no good guys that seems to imply that if uh your actions uh have truly been catastrophic and cost so many lives or ruined so many lives uh then even if there were no other there wasn't any good obvious good choice still can't claim to be a good guy but now it seems like she's taking it back and saying no you can just rationalize it by saying well there was no good choice so Mm. i was a good person i meant well but i couldn't consequence wise it was catastrophic
2: do we think that abby was offering like in your note said some sort of like maternal absolution like do you think that she didn't expect to actually see clark
0: again Mm. i think like that
2: this was actually
0: i think it was a goodbye at this point, I'm not sure she still believed that Clark was going to die, but she, we, didn't, we know she believed that she was going to die. So I think that a big part of it had to do with her trying to make peace with Clark. But I also think, and this kind of maybe goes a little bit along what you were saying, Shaheen, but I think it's also maybe a way of her realizing and acknowledging beyond what Abby herself has done and, and, and feels, etc. that I think that she's acknowledging that maybe the things that, the, the piece of advice that she gave Clark in season two, maybe there are no good guys, was to give her absolution and to make her, f- maybe in a, an attempt to make her try to feel okay about what she had done because it wasn't about being a good guy or not. But I think what she's come to realize after Clark had took took the relatively dark turn that she took in mm. season four was that maybe the fact that saying there are no good guys can also be like an excuse. You know, it can be an easy out for someone like Clark to say, well, you know, there are no good guys, so I just do what I have to do. Instead you still of, have to strive. I'm trying to be a good guy. Be, you can't be, just get yeah. lazy
2: with your morality and assume right. that every decision that you made, well, there, you know, it was shitty no matter what, and there's not a...
0: Mm-hmm. There was no choice. That that has become the new, oh, I, I tried to be the good guy. Now Clark is like, oh, well, I had no choice. So I think maybe Abby saying this could be an attempt to tell Clark then, like, no actually... Every time you make a choice like your heart and your morality is, Mm. is in it. Well, well maybe, yeah, but, but maybe even, even more than that, if she tells Clark, Mm -hmm. hold on, you are a good guy. Then when Clark makes decisions in the future, then maybe it will be from a place when she believes that she will, she is good and therefore she will try to do good.
1: It's kind of like an oracle sort of thing where it's like, she tells you what you need to hear, not necessarily what's true. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. Abby is the oracle. There you go. But I think, you, you know, I'm, I'm just, I really, I was thinking about this when the episode first aired and how that line made sense. And I think comp- looking at Clark's development over seasons three and four, she has spiraled further and further down the moral ambiguity spiral and lost more and more people and made more and more impossible choices out of maybe the concept that well it doesn't matter you know it's very nihilistic it's very like well there are no good guys anyways it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what i do but now if abby tells her actually no wait you are a good guy so act like one <laughs> could it, that you could interpret her saying that as, as that was what like it a meant, threat. you threat
2: know? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i'll always be watching yeah.
2: um <laughs> Is there anything that we want to say more about their um, – about sort of the chosen decision and all that? Or should we move on to uh, – are we calling them rover crew while they have not met up with Raven?
0: <laughs> rover crew.
2: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> rover crew. Um, because I, I feel like we had some – there was there was actually a conversation that I really liked um, with uh, Bellamy and, and Murphy, um, which actually kind of has a little bit to do with, you know, Amori not having um, – you know, like she had a home before and and Octavia sort of like throwing back into Jaha's face about like, you know, fuck you. I never actually was your people. Like, how dare you? Um, and mm-hmm. it was uh, basically Bellamy trying to like get them to go back, you know, talking about, you know, Murphy's motivations and whatnot. And Murphy basically just calls Bellamy on like, listen, dude, things are not going to go well for me when I – go back to the bunker. Like we're dead. We're not being like, I'm, I'm not the, the commander's sister, you know, I'm not Clark's, you know, bestie, best friend. Um, you know, and he basically just told Bellamy to check his fucking privilege. Um, which I thought was just a really sort of interesting bit, especially since Octavia had basically checked Jaha's privilege, um, in a way, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just a little bit before, um, Yeah, I I just – I appreciated that sort of little – sort of Murphy not um, cowering anymore, trying to do everything that he could to survive. Like he has sort of recognized that this option is cut off to him, Um, which makes him not dangerous, but Murphy trying to survive is not something that you want to get in the way of, (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyway, um, moving on through, uh, you know, I guess Echo saving them. Yeah, that was, was cool. That was
0: cool. I will say that was a very cool moment. I love that. Like a right? fire horse. Like,
2: what the fuck? Also, was the horse like, did the horse have like rashes on it? Like, did it have like radiation poisoning? I oh. think so. I was <laughs> just hoping that it was spotted. I was like, maybe that's just a weird little coat. Because <laughs> no. you know, somehow I'm sad about animals. A dying horse. But how was everyone else like like all of the tree crew like they were wearing basically like you know scarves over their faces and like attacking but meanwhile space crew or you know the the arc sorry sky crew was wearing like suits and stuff and then as soon as like there was a rip in it amori started barfing everywhere like there's some like inconsistencies in terms of survivability in radiation
0: yeah i guess it's like may- maybe maybe you were supposed to me ex- assume that like they are dying like, they're very far along in the dying process, so their bodies are, like, soaking with radiation, whereas Imori gets, like, okay. a first shot at it and then, like, overwhelms sure. her system or something. I don't know.
2: Sure. But, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Why were the tree crew <laughs> attacking, or whoever the grounders were, why were they attacking the rover? I never quite understood that. They
0: were desperate. I
1: was they wanted- confused, too. Uh, yeah, it just seemed maybe, like maybe the guy the, that it's wanted the end to die. of the world and people have gone crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they wanted anything that could save them Or give them any kind of absolution Like they saw some people going somewhere And they were like, okay, they're well, on a we're mission. in the woods and dying So like wherever well, they're going um,
1: Someone said, Amori, or someone said they want our suits But I don't know how the grounders would know Suits, yeah And how they would they would spot the suits so quickly And then decide
0: Maybe they figured that whoever is like driving Has, like must Situation? be in a better like, yeah, maybe like they thought the rover was. Yeah, I mean, safe. they know it's like, Sky
1: know. Crew, so maybe they just thought, yeah, these guys will have something. It's Sky Crew. I I,
0: mm-hmm. I just realized
2: that I glossed over an important question that you had asked in the notes, Selena. Um, getting back to the bunker, I apologize for this. Oh. Um, you asked, is is Kane's oh. <laughs> choice to save Abby selfish? By overruling her personal choice. Um, I was
1: confused: was you- Abby on the list or not? Yeah. Then, then Kane yeah, didn't she was do anything the list. then. Because they were just going with the list.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're right. The only thing is that he he made a a it was personal in a way, like because she said that she wanted to be like she had told him specifically, and he was like, "No, no, no, she stays." And and the the reason obviously is that she was on the list and she's a doctor. But I'm just wondering if in that moment, if if he like, even though you can argue, no, no, she was on the list, but. Did he overrule her personal choice out of selfishness or... Because of the list. Was it because they knew I, her or maybe she, she's a doctor? It's curious. I don't have an answer to it. I'm just wondering. List,
1: but they had a few more spots, right? Because <laughs> Bellamy was gone. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Well, she was on the list because she was like number one, I think. She and yeah, Jack were like, one and Yeah, because Clark is practical and people need to check their feelings. Yeah.
2: Um, But, I mean... <laughs>
1: But they would have a few more spots, right? Because, like, Bellamy and Clark were on the list. Yeah, presumably, and, uh, yeah. Who else? Monty? Was Monty on the list?
2: No, Monty was not on the list.
1: Monty was not because he was, yeah, he no, was mad about it. he was not
2: it. on the list. <laughs> well, he was mad about Clark being shady, which, yeah. I mean, have you yeah. met her? Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, is it – I mean, technically, it's overruling her personal choice. Like – technically it was because she didn't want to do that but whether or not it was he over him overruling it i don't know kane has feelings about things so i could see him over like regardless of the list i could see (laughs) him making that
1: choice because he has feels
0: yeah Yeah. kane has a lot i don't know kane has a lot of feels he does have Um, all right sorry (laughs) but it it is funny Mm -hmm. though like with monty speaking of monty like it is funny i i feel like in that like little motley crew that they put together in the wilderness, like actually, the only people if they went if they turned around and went back to the bunker, like the only people that would be allowed in yeah. theoretically would be Clark and Melanie. Like, Murphy knew. Like everyone else would would not be. Yeah, Murphy knew. Echo wouldn't be allowed in. Monty and Harper were on their way, but like they yeah, weren't. Yeah, it's on not, the not list. like suddenly
2: having two free spots would necessarily automatically put Monty and Harper in the bunker, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I guess, you know, Murphy, Murphy, as always, had a fucking point. Um, But I do appreciate him calling out Bellamy on that and being like, you opening the door to get to your sister killed me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A life, if you're looking at it that way, yeah.
2: Anyway, so they meet up, they drive, and now we have space crew forming together uh, at the end of the episode with Raven. Um, So I guess... Unless we have anything to say about that, um, we might start wrapping things up. Uh, we went a little long, but we'll get to our well. Actually, because those are always
0: fun. I'm, I feel, I'm so sorry, and I'm gonna. I no, just want to say a few more things. <laughs> Never I have me like, back. What are you no, sorry this
1: is for? gonna be a two parter anyway. So <laughs> okay, like,
0: yeah. So, I was, yeah. I was I was just gonna make the, a few observations about that final Please. scene. Um, first of all, like Raven. When I wrote my review back in the day, back, back in the day, like a year ago, um, I was like, oh, how fun. Like Raven is sitting there, like there's a halo over her head with the thing behind her. But actually- I didn't even notice it's, that. It's the ring, you know, it's foreshadowing. Oh, she shit. has the ring over her head. What? It wild. And then I just love that, that, like, it's clearly a Battlestar Galactica homage when they're standing up there, like the final five, the Cylons. In you know, if you've seen Battlestar, you yeah, know oh that shot of them all coming in is the mm-hmm. same shot. And you know, I I never I'm even
2: realized that. A
0: hundred percent sure it's an homage because it's it's the same shot. With like in the same movement and stuff like that. And it's and it's epic. I love it. So I'm
2: gonna have to rewatch that. I know yeah. that I I saw that you posted that we're we're getting super close to getting that Last Supper photo. <laughs> um that was a joke.
0: Would, but yeah. <laughs> but it would be amazing. I would um, love it. Who would be in the center? Clark? Octavia? Raven? I, he, <laughs> Allie? <laughs> right? Like I think it kind of I would want it to be Allie, but like at the same time, like but that Becca? would make more sense for season three. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jaha, like <laughs> Kane, right? I don't fucking know. Jaha. Yeah,
2: Um, Yeah, no, I I will have to like rewatch, uh, or at least just go back to that Battlestar episode just to remind myself of that because there there have definitely yeah. been like plenty of winks and nudges, nudges, and mm. the fact that there's a fair amount of cast crossover. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, but yeah, everyone. Um, any other any other little bits? No, that was it. Okay. <laughs> um let's get to our well actually. Shaheen, you seem to have 14 paragraphs.
1: <laughs> well, I I already went into one of them that okay. the grounders kind of already um, you know, they modified their religion for the for this new type of conclave. So, why couldn't have why, why couldn't they've done that before? Like they could have just accepted Clark as the commander, for example, or you know, because every time before they were like, "This is a blasphemy and whatnot, and you are mocking our religion," and now they're like, "All right, well, we'll make all these adjustments to the conclave, and we'll still yeah, pretend but the like priests did
2: it, so <laughs> as long as the priests say it's fine, then clearly it's fine, yes." Yeah.
1: Plot force,
2: Shaheen, plot force.
1: Yeah. And then the other, well, actually I had was uh, for the finale, since I'm not going to be here. Yes. For the finale. Um, so the launch time, when you want to launch a rocket to go to some space station, that's usually a pretty accurate thing. Like there is a window where you can launch where they're like, they went past the launch time. And Raven was just like, all right, we really got to go now. And it's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you probably will never get to the ring if you leave, like, five seconds later. I don't know. So, that was just my life.
2: That, that's that's your bone to pick with that, of, like, not that they're seven people crammed in a tiny rocket. <laughs> they're going to, like, somehow. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
1: So sure. They got, like, an oxygen... oxygen
2: generator
1: out of some bunker yeah hooked it up to some space station yeah yeah what's, no. what's so
2: hard to believe shaheen yeah yeah For real. <laughs> um my well actually i feel like i did them um before anyway um probably the first time that we watched this but like bellamy or yeah bellamy choking out murphy that's not like how you would choke someone out also murphy would just wake back up like as soon as Like, blood started back to his head, so, like, that wouldn't have lasted very long. But then again, like, we can also complain about the number of, like, concussed head wounds that happen on this show, especially with Clark, where you're like, you've been knocked out a lot. Like, that's not (laughs) good for your brain. Um, Did you ever watch
0: Lost? Come on. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. The number of times that everyone was knocked out on that show.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did you happen to have any well, actuallys that may have come to you, Selena? Or I guess we no, can wrap things. up? I wasn't no?
0: sure what they were, so I just didn't do any. <laughs> it's usually where we do like an asshole nitpick <laughs> of something. Yeah, I feel um, like I did a little bit of that in the actual <laughs> five hours discussion, so we're okay.
2: Any kind of uh, other thoughts that anyone wants to share before we recommend some TV and or plug our various media? Because um, you actually do this for a living. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool TV shows to recommend. I will say The Leftovers is good. Shaheen will say.
1: <laughs> Dude, this is fucking boring. Okay, so.
0: Have you granted, seen The Leftovers, we're in different parts. Selena? Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I agree with Shaheen. I think it's super boring. But Did you I watch don't... the whole show? <laughs> no, no. I've only watched parts of season one. So like, I'm fully prepared to at, like assume that it gets more interesting.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. So, here, there are two things that worry me about this. So, uh-huh. you guys were all like, this is the best thing in the history of uh, things. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. I and would, uh, I, no.
1: Didn't CC say that, like, this okay, is well, the best you, show that's ever been she on TV in hyper- ever?
2: Uh, yes. Okay. But I'm not saying that. I would like to go <laughs> on record saying that I am not saying it is the best show on television. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, so there was a lot of, like, s- s- people singing praises of it. And then, um, the thing is, okay, I can, uh, I can see it. It goes a whole other direction in season two. I haven't gone there yet, um, so maybe it gets better and all that. But like, I have a problem with stories that with general. I have a problem with this type of story. I'm going to explain what type of story I mean. That I'm not sure is ever going to go away, and that I'm a little worried about that. And this is kind of a problem I had with Lost. Oh shit! You said that like there are people, uh, the people involved with it are kind of the same. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, same, similar. uh, David, shit, how? What's his last name? Lindoff. Um, Damon
0: Lindelof.
2: Damon, yeah, he did like was high up in both of the
1: shows. Yeah, and so here's the problem I have. Okay, there's um, shows like The Leftovers or, or or Lost. They kind of ask you to take on. A bunch of really outlandish premises. It's not just like one thing. It's not like the hundred where it's like, yeah, the um, the Earth was bombed and there's these people who are surviving, etc. They, they take, they ask you to 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 accept all kinds of really weird, inexplicable stuff that kind of sound kind of supernatural, but they're also not. Um, and then there's just like people being crazy and like people being totally into some fantasy and you have to just accept that they're like that um and then once you accept all of those premises then you can start enjoying the story and i always kind of i never get there i'm just like why am i accepting like this is clearly never going to be explained um like i don't like it when the when the writer just kind of as it were, like abuses or exploits the fact that you're the viewer and you have no power and you just have to accept <laughs> whatever is on the screen. Um, yeah. like, I, I want some sort of internal logic. Otherwise, it's just like, well, you can make up anything. So it's not interesting there. I don't see the limitations of this world, the parameters that 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 make me feel like something's at stake or that something interesting is going to happen that make me try to make guesses about what's gonna happen um you know like with the with the guy being the the schizophrenic guy right so the
2: the dad cops
1: dad the the grandpa yeah former cop um he like i was thinking this could be like aliens talking to him it could be just that his has schizophrenia they can make anything up at any point they want Mm -hmm. um Because there are no limitations to this story. Um, Nothing has to make sense. Um, So, you know, I don't know. I just don't really know how to follow and be engaged with that kind of story. Maybe that will change in season two. So I'm still willing to watch it because I trust you.
2: Mistakes. Is, that, do is you, that, is
1: that my first mistake? Is that what you were Yeah, texting? no, it's
2: always, I, I don't know why you keep falling for it. Like I tell you to watch something yeah. you're like fucking fine. And then you watch it and I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, you could say no, like <laughs> every time, every time yeah. you're disappointed. Um, did you have similar
0: feelings, Selena? That's not like, true.
1: I, I, I yeah.
2: love
0: the,
1: uh, I love humans.
0: Oh, to be fair,
2: Humans is really good.
0: I haven't seen Humans. I really want to watch it. Um, but no, I I mean, it's been a while since I tried to watch it. I feel like it's kind of the same way. I I think um once they told us that the rapture was never going to be explained is when I lost interest. So, I think I I feel similarly that I like when there's a a mystery at the core of it that actually gets explored. I don't like when there's some outrageous thing that I'm just supposed to buy in order for the story to make sense. Right. But it also, I mean, it depends because if it's something like walking dead, I'm like, okay, there are zombies now. I need no more backstory. (laughs) (laughs) So it is like, you know, it is subjective, but I think when it's something like the rapture, I, I don't think you can just drop that in and say, okay, let's look at these characters now. Um, but again, I've heard that it gets much more interesting. So,
1: but even if you accept, like, like I said, it doesn't stop there. Like, even if you accept the the sudden departure, and like, okay, fuck that, we're not gonna explain that.
2: There's all this other bullshit that they want you to accept.
1: Yeah, like, why are some people chain smoking and not talking? What, like, I have to accept that that's a thing. <laughs> why are some people like letting this dude just like? enslave all these asian girls and they think he is holy like what the heck is going on they pay him thousands of dollars for him to hug him i was just like how many things do i have to accept to you know for this story to work
2: i think that you kind of actually did touch on a very like crucial detail about season one that was definitely explained to me before i started watching that made me And like, honestly, like my girlfriend also didn't want to like continue watching, but like being told that season one is punishing to the viewer, like Mm -hmm. it is hard (laughs) to watch because yeah, there's no answers and everything is terrible. And so it's kind of like, you're not getting any answers because you're frustrated on that. You don't understand the character motivations. You don't know what's going on, but like not in a way that you're like, ooh, it's building mystery. It's just kind of like, fuck. And it's depressing. Um, (laughs) so yeah, like season one is definitely quite punishing. And again, um, I can't, I will only say that to your point, Selena, that knowing that you don't necessarily get the biggest question that you have right now answered, I can say that the show is still manages to be intensely satisfying. And I will not say that it is the greatest show I have ever watched, but I will say that, um, sort of it sucked me in in a way that I didn't expect to, given how I felt watching season one.
1: So it all pays off. Is that what you're saying? Like all this, well, these characters. I don't want and you things- like
2: sending like angry hate mail at me. So I won't say that it all <laughs> quote unquote pays off because you're a picky critic. But I will say that like the payoff is oddly satisfying, but it is an uh-huh. odd show.
1: Like all these weird elements will come together in a satisfying way in the
2: yeah like you
1: in swing uh, seasons
2: you will be astounded by the number of questions that do get answered even oh, okay. ones that you didn't know that you were asking and they'll be like oh hey remember that that you like kind of forgot about yeah no that was actually super important oh,
1: that's interesting
2: um so yeah i can i can say that um selena are you watching anything that that you would recommend to our listeners to enjoy
0: Oh, my God. Well, at the moment, okay. The 100 is coming out of my ears. Like, oh, my gosh. It's like, I love this show, but it is also my life right now. So, you know, <laughs> what do they say about family? You know, you can't... <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, of course, The <laughs> 100 season five. is kind of good. Um, yeah, but I... I might catch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's take it or leave it. You'll see where, where you go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But... um, I have been catching up on Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is just phenomenal. How, I love it so much. It's how
2: is that hmm? to watch as sort of uh, like someone not? I mean, I would say that you are immersed in American culture, but like, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like, it is a very sort of specific, like, like it is a take on an American cop drama by making it like it. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm so pleased that it like that it's sort of universal, like. I don't know, like uh, the good place or something like that. If that makes sense, like the
0: yeah, it definitely. I mean, I think I like it because it's a Mike Shore show. Mm-hmm. You know, you just said the good place, but like I like the his shows. I like the good worlds he creates. It's um, such a comforting mm-hmm. show. It's very cozy, Parks and Rec and stuff. So comforting, but it also does sort of deal with some of the political things. I really enjoy the dramatic elements of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like when it does, when it goes dark, it really hits you. Like. I just saw. I just was catching up on the last season when, uh, like Jake and um, and Rosa were in prison, and it was so was it was it was wrenching. It was terrifying, you know, in a sitcom supposedly yeah. a sitcom, which is just amazing. I I think it's so good, and I think it's probably a lot of the humor doesn't land with me. You know, like I just I don't think it's that funny really but I like oh it. Oh my god, like we <laughs> yeah. are
2: peeing our pants watching it. Um
0: Right. I don't know. Well I don't I don't really comedies don't really make me laugh very much. So I might just be a, a tough critic. But um but but yeah, no, I, I love it. I love the characters. I love Holt and Holt is so good. Jake and Amy and yeah, all of them. Terry is my favorite. I love him. He's so funny. But yeah, so so I like that, and then I also started watching The Magicians, but I don't know if Finally. I to recommend that because I don't know how I feel about this. show. You are gonna feel great about
2: it um, eventually. It's a weird, fu- it's okay. a weird fucking show. Like
0: it's it's. You know what is so? F- go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead.
2: Oh, on. I was just gonna say it's a weird show. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, no, I I, I just want to say that I think it is so funny being so immersed in the hundred as a, as we are. And being so m- on a micro level, the fandom just micromanages the show to such an interesting degree. Not that I think it's wrong in any way. Like I think when the show, when when the fandom, you know, calls out at aspects of the show that, that don't uh-huh. work or that are, are quote unquote problematic. I hate that word, but it's but a, it, it, it makes a good sense. Word. Um, yeah, it is a good word. But like when 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 those things are, are hyper analyzed. It's because we hold the show up to such a high standard. And I think that you expect, like, if if a tiny little thing, a tiny little character interaction doesn't work or sends a wrong message or something isn't supported, blah, blah, blah. It is (laughs) hyper-analyzed by fandom. And I love that. I do love that. It is so funny to go from that to something like The Magicians, (laughs) which is so fucking problematic. Where it is so,
2: like, that first (laughs) scene is is so uneven. I'm like, what the fuck is happening
0: (laughs) it it falls into like all of these horrific like tropes of you know I just I watched the finale and what happens to Julia and all that stuff and I'm like are you serious like am I watching this right now what is happening and and the narrative stuff is a mess and the characters are it's a fucking uneven. mess even and it's such a mess and it's so funny because I'm not saying that I can't enjoy it it's just it takes me a little while to go from like Where's the outrage about this? Like, where's the (laughs) scrutiny? What's happening? How is the, how does this show exist? (laughs) You know, to being like, oh yeah, right. It's a, it's not the hundred. It's I mean,
2: maybe we're just not steeped in those fandoms. Like maybe. Maybe, maybe it does exist.
0: Yeah. Maybe I just don't see it. Yeah.
2: Like maybe, maybe you shouldn't dip too deeply into other, cause you know, you can only like really obsess about, you know, one or two. And so you would probably just go crazy
0: um but i i would just be so curious to see how people talk about the magicians and talk about the relationships and the characters and stuff like that because to me right now it it just doesn't seem but then again, I'm only a season in, so it might be too. Right. I to feel judge. like
2: it's also funny how, with all of this prestige TV and how deep we are into the hundred, like, and we kind of gloss over the fact that, like, there was some pretty terrible shit, uh, you know, at the beginning of the hundred, like in terms of, you know, a couple of episodes or something like that, mm-hmm. or that a lot of shows, like the first season of Buffy, was garbage. <laughs> like there was some, it, <laughs> but it, I there love was some it. important <laughs> garbage that happened. But fuck, it was it was yeah. bad. Um, but you know, now we're yeah. like, well, you know. This one episode of this, you know, this this first season of this show that everyone says is amazing. I don't care for it. Like, clearly, it's a, a, the entire show is terrible. and You might end up feeling that way at the end. But at the same time, it's like, give a show a season. Yeah, you of know? course, of um, course. So I, I'd be curious to hear, A, what you think of Magician Seasons 2. Um, B, what both of you guys think when you finish The Leftovers. Um, Shaheen, right. do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
1: Uh, I, no, I never have.
2: I, I you might like it. It's not quite as wacky and sort of weird as the good place, but it's good. It's comforting. <laughs> mm, it is good. It yeah. is good. Um any, And the characters like the look characters good. are really good and they're they're allowed to grow and that's nice. Yeah. Um cool. So I think that that's we we don't really have anything else. Um do you wanna plug anything,
0: Selena or Shaheen? We did it. I don't know. We already did No, I mean if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at Selena Wilkins. Yeah, follow her on Twitter. It's fun. If you ever got on Twitter, Shaheen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All
0: right. I'm only on Twitter. I've tried. Like I, I was. I feel so bad. I'm like in a Slack chat, and I never go because, and I don't go on Reddit. <laughs> I don't go. Anywhere else, like, Twitter takes up enough of right? my Right,
2: it's such a time suck, but it's also like, yes. you know, you can get into really amazing long discussions about uh, – there was one about, if anyone wants to reread that through, there was one about people loving Clark that somehow turned into, like, mm-hmm. a really sort of surprising discussion on the number of people in the fandom who love Clark who also happen to own swords and or <laughs> axes. Yeah, And that's just, huh. That's a weird little data point. <laughs> um, all right. Well, cool. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, I will probably harass you if you did not hate it um, upon reflection to step on maybe during at some point on season five. Yeah. Um,
0: if you, of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. Sorry that I spoke so much. No, that's I, like the whole fucking I, point. I don't know. This. <laughs> this. <laughs> this was awesome. That's,
1: we're going to make it. There was a lot two, to say.
0: These were three important it's episodes. There's got to be you two
1: know, juicy you- episodes come out of this.
0: Ooh. Goodness. Awesome.
2: Um, all right. Uh, Oh, I was going to say, um, if you hate it, love it, whatever, um, I'm shitty about being on Facebook these days with our account. So yell at us on Twitter. Um, we'll post the episode well on um, Reddit. So if you found us through like a different means, but want to like get into a discussion with um, a sort of a nicely moderated group of people that doesn't have quite the cesspool of Twitter, um, feel free to yell at us on Reddit uh, in the 100 subreddit. Um, other than that, um, I've got I've got nothing else.
1: Take it easy, guys.
2: All right. Bye. I'm going to go to bed. Yay. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, guys.